These commercials are so hard to do. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Shady Lion Coffee. That is a sweet lily Ethiopian brewed for deliciousness. Well, you're the one brewing it. We're roasting it. Uh, they're roasting it. I'm kind of roasting it. I'm not actually at the roastery, but I participate in the roasting from a distance. Mentally, I give them the energy. I'm like, roast it. Roast it. So, hey, if you haven't tried it yet, check it out. If you're a coffee drinker, if you know someone that's a coffee drinker, go check out Shady Lion Coffee. Uh, it is one of the top 1% beans on the planet. If you're a coffee snob and you're like, I don't know, I only like the best coffee, try it. It's for you. It's literally, it's called a sweet lily coffee. It is amazing. It's natural. There, there's all these coffee companies that are gonna give you a bunch of garbage when it comes to telling you like, oh, we don't, you know, we don't do this and it doesn't have mold. No good coffee has mold. It's stupid. Don't pay extra for marketing gimmicks. Get you some good stuff. That's shadylion.com, S-H-A-D-Y-L-I-O-N. Shady, like don't be shady or hide in the shade. It's shady over there. I'm going to go hide under the tree shade because it's hot out here. So shady lion, like king of the jungle. Rawr. I never understood why they said king of the jungle for the lion though, because every time I'm, most of the lions I see are like in the plains. They're not really in the jungle. Shouldn't, aren't tigers more of a jungle cat? Anyway, side note. So shadylioncoffee.com. I'll also tell you we got some pretty cool shirts, um, some other merchandise on there. And the word on the street is, is that Shady Lion has partnered up with a premier uh, production company and they're working on some really cool rash guards. So if you're into mixed martial arts, jujitsu, um, wrestling, anything like that, and you want a high-end rash guard, be on the lookout. ShadyLion.com is doing a lot of cool stuff. Natural, sweet, good, premium coffee. Okay, let's talk about today's episode with Jenny Dawson of Zen Balance. Oh, excuse me. Z blah, 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 blah. ZSB, Zen Soul Balance. Uh, she's been on the podcast before. She's super amazing. In fact, it's been just about one year uh, to this recording since the last time we got together and she was just leaving her corporate job of like 10 plus years to go full time into her business. So uh, fast forward, that was a year ago. This is today um, at the time of this recording. She's been a full-time entrepreneur for a year. Things are going really great for her. Uh, so much good stuff. She's like one of the nicest, sweetest. You ever meet someone and they're just so sweet and you're like, how are you a person? Um, that really is her. She's super sweet, super kind, um, really helping a lot of people with health and well-being through her practice of sound healing and yoga uh, you guys know how this show works. So we also had some funny conversations about dating and a few other things in there. So please enjoy today's episode of the Human Derek Podcast. See, this is the real secret of life, to be completely engaged with the here and now. Everybody wants to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. <laughs> it was all a dream. Today is about the power of you. You've now entered the Human Derek Podcast. 
That's that's okay. I don't know. I hear myself pretty good. Yeah, we sound good in the headphones because we have our uh, volume on the headphones up. Uh, but what I'm looking for here is you see these white squiggly lines? Uh-huh. So see when I talk, it's like, hello. Okay. Oh, you're going to be much louder than And me, then huh? yours hello. is, I mean, it'll even out. Let's see if we're talking like, oh, this I is my regular to... voice without speaking up too loud. Take a nice deep breath in and an open mouth exhalation. I'm going yeah. into yoga teacher mode now. I just need you to register. It's like a little, it's like picking up the, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you wanted to do something before we got started, huh? No, I wanted to let this be part of it. Oh, okay. Whenever that comes, if it's in the beginning, middle, or end, whatever. Look at you, that just like lights up right away. Okay. Well, we can, uh, we can officially make this the start now then, if that works for you. Excellent. Works for me. Okay. Here we go. Um, coffee good. Oh, do you need water? You need water now? No, I'm good. I have water with lemon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way of looking at that. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, uh, I know you wanted to, to do a couple things, so go for it. Whatever, whatever you want. Show is yours. I thought we would kick this show off by a short meditation, centering ourselves and raising our vibration. So what I would like you to do is to think of a high vibrational word. If you're not familiar or can't think of one, I'll give me a couple examples. And then I'll play the crystal bowls for you and you can raise your vibration. Okay. So high vibrational words are words like love, peace, joy, abundance, harmony, all of those types of words. So one of those resonates with you. Draw that to your mind. Let your eyelids become heavy and start to deepen your breath. And silently repeat that word to yourself. If you have a better word, one that I didn't mention, feel free to bring that to your awareness. And start to deepen your inhalation. And continue to repeat this word to yourself. Nice, slow, deep inhalation and start to lengthen your exhalation. Let your shoulders relax and start to soften your face, soften the tension around your eyes. Relax your jaw. Relax the muscles in your cheeks. Softly begin to flutter your eyes open. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? That's great. I feel amazing. Excellent. Is your vibration raised a little higher? Yeah, it's like uh, because you come into these so geared up and amped up, you know. And I know people always tell me, "Oh, you seem so calm," but like internally, I'm supercharged. Especially to sit down and, and sit and get to talk to you, so much excitement. So to take that and 
like slow down for a minute. It was like a big shift, almost like downshifting in that car. And then like, okay, cool. All right. Especially after you had some of that amazing coffee. Oh yeah, definitely. Can you tell me a little bit about this (laughs) coffee that you made me? (laughs) Yeah. So do you like it? I love it. So that's, and that's just black. We didn't put anything in it. So it's a black coffee. And then I also did put, I did put a shot of espresso in it. So I'm separate. Yeah. It's, It's supercharged, but that's uh, that's a Shady Lion coffee, it's a Ethiopian coffee, which you said you like, and I'm impressed. My favorite, yes. yeah. That's it's like a uh, sort of like a dying breed of of coffees because it was really popular, and then it sort of fell off a little bit. Um, a lot of the things happening in Ethiopia, war and import export, and uh, so we're bringing it back. We're making it cool again. Wow. I wasn't unaware of that. Yes, it's my favorite. It's what I drink every day, and. This was my first time to try Shady Lion, so thank oh, you for the treat. It's super yeah. tasty, and I'm a coffee snob, so hey, yeah. it's pretty good. That's <laughs> I'm super happy to hear that. It's it's one of those things like we've been playing around with the marketing where it's like we know that people who are like artisan coffee snobs, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, like it's really for them. But we want we just want everybody to enjoy it. So mm-hmm. I've had so many people say. Usually I put a bunch of stuff in my coffee, but I don't even need to with this. It tastes sweet for some reason. So it's called an Ethiopian sweet lily coffee. Mm. Yeah. And it's purposefully a medium roast. So you get more of that natural coffee flavor. Love it. I'm going to keep sipping on mine. Glad you like (laughs) it. Yeah, go for it. Well, hey, uh, I love that you have like your notebook ready. You brought... You, we got rid of the genie in the lamp so you could make room for some of your, your bowls here, your sound bowls that I <laughs> almost destroyed earlier. But uh, tell me a little bit. Yeah, what do you, what's that? I'm so glad that <laughs> I think there was rubber on that, but I did get a little nervous. So, yeah, these are really cool. Uh, well, how have you been? It's been a while. We just figured out it's been almost a year since I've seen you. What's What's new? What's happening? Oh, my gosh. Yes, it has been almost a year. Time flies. It just seems to go faster and faster as we get a little bit older, right? A lot has happened. 2022 has been a big year. So let's see. Well, I turned 40 in February in Maui. And that was amazing. <laughs> and it has been officially one year being a full-time entrepreneur. It was last October that I walked away from my 16-year career in corporate America to pursue my passion of Zen Soul Balance, yin yoga and sound healing and meditation and breath work. And wow, it's been an interesting journey. I've adapted to the flow of um, highs and lows and I got in my groove, at least it feels like that, a little bit more every day. And um, yeah, there's been lots of exciting things <laughs> over the course of the year. I think, you know, some of the things that I'm most excited about and feel like have been my biggest accomplishments are just as of last month, I was, or not me, I should say Zenzel Balance, which is me too, <laughs> I was nominated, uh, voted number one best yoga of La Jolla, my readers poll La Jolla Light, which was super exciting for me and feel so honored and privileged and blown away to be honest with you i you know was up against some pretty amazing yoga studios in the area and to have this honor and be voted number one is just like wow you know how (laughs) how did that even happen so 
thank you to everyone who voted for me. And I know you were one of those people that voted for me. So thank you. I know my heart was so torn on that. And by that's like the yoga Olympics, you know, when you think of like San Diego, Southern California, La Jolla specifically, and just the, the level of, of yoga and yoga studio all all around here. So congratulations. That's big. I did vote for you. I know there's a studio I go to a lot. They were sending me emails like, vote for us. And I was like, who do I vote for? What do I do? Yeah. You could have voted for more than one person. You could vote daily, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a huge, it's a huge thing. And a year. So a year. So I think last time you were here was, was it December, October? Was Was it right before you were about to do all this? Or had you just done it? I feel like the the time was ticking. I think I just had resigned yeah i don't know i need to go back and listen to that podcast okay. quite a bit has happened since then i lost track of time but i believe i had just left and a couple months in it was very new territory for me <laughs> so what was it like i mean just ripping off the band-aid and jumping in and you know leaving the uh what some people would call <laughs> security but that's a whole different topic we can get into that but leaving a, a place where you had been for a while in a corporate environment yeah um well the initial thought was terrifying, absolutely, because <laughs> I did feel feel like there was some security there, but I think it was just um, leaning into the unknown and leaning into that fear-based energy, and that's something that I've done for many years now and has kind of propelled me forward in the growth process. I think it's really important that we lean into those moments that feel really uncomfortable, and I had been contemplating it for a while a couple of years at least, um, as ZSB was growing and evolving. And there just, you know, came a point. I think we talked about this probably in the first podcast, as I'm reflecting on it now, where the stress levels of, you know, the workload of both growing ZSBs and Soul Balance, my business, and also working my full-time job in corporate were just too intense. So finally decided to cut the cord, a little bit of support, and you helped me along that process in a conversation I remember vividly <laughs> last summer, actually. So thank you for that. I'm so glad that I made that decision and had the support of you and friends and family as well. And yeah, I mean, I just went for it. I'm still going for it. Hit the ground running. I was already doing ZSB practically full time, you know, on my my off hours of corporate. I would spend planning and teaching and figuring out ways to expand and grow ZSB and and it um yeah it's been it's been amazing you know the whole learning process and um just there have been so many times where I feel in fact right now on a project project that I'm working on that we can talk in a little while just that I'm at the bottom of the mountain looking up and I'm like holy shit how am I gonna do this I just having full faith and trusting in the process. That's the, been the biggest thing is truly trusting in the process and surrendering to what life has in store for me and um, trying my best not to have expectations and really just kind of being in that ebb and flow of the highs and lows <laughs> <laughs> and keep pushing forward, perseverance, resilience. I mean, what's it like now knowing that when you wake up each day, like you, you know, you have yourself to rely on, right? I mean, you have friends, you have, you know, support, those things. But when it comes to what you're building, what you built, like that's you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that like? 
I mean, to be quite honest with you, I don't feel like it's me. I feel like this is guided by a much bigger source than me as a human person. <laughs> because I, there's no way that I could be where I'm at doing what I'm doing if that weren't the case. So that goes along with surrendering to the process and trusting that I'm on the right path and I'm fully aligned. I'm just going to move you a little bit more okay. like towards. Closer. There we go. So it's actually <laughs> aimed at your face. There we go. Sorry. Much more aligned. Can line. you hear me okay? Yeah. Good. So I think if I put that pressure on myself as an individual, I would probably be way more stressed than I actually am. Hmm. I mean, I'm here doing the work and my mission is to be of service to my community and beyond. And that comes from somewhere much deeper. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It's okay. uh there's this um, song that I've had on repeat a lot, and it takes some clips from a guy named Terrence McKenna. <laughs> Goes in the mouth. Need a little napkin. Uh, do you want a little napkin? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. good? I just okay. went on the <laughs> leggings. <laughs> cool. Okay, I can grab you one. Um, and he, uh, it, it takes sound bites. It's getting really popular now with like more electronic music because it takes sound bites out of uh, famous speakers or just uh, anything that sounds neat and you know puts a mix to it. Alan Watts has gotten super popular. Mm-hmm. But uh, Terrence McKenna is this guy, they call him like the father of modern, you know, psychedelic mushrooms, but very, very wise person. And the clip is him uh, talking about worry, you know, and he says, as a society, we emphasize anxiety and worry. And he breaks it down so simply. He said, you know, do what you got to do to pay your bills. And he jokes a little bit, carry a a strap like a gun if you need to, which is funny hearing him say that. Cause I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and don't worry. You know, he's like, that's the thing. And he, there's some guru, somebody that studied, uh, you know, like a true guru, like studied some form of meditation, yoga, his entire life. And the, the clip says, you know, when they interviewed him and said, after a lifetime of studying this, what did you learn? And his whole summary of a lifetime of study of like meditation and, you know, calmness, peaceful yoga, the, the whole shebang mm-hmm. was it's useless story. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. true. It's pretty nuts. But I mean, it's, we're human too. It's, you know, it's easier said than done for sure. Right. <laughs> so I get kind of stuck in those mind traps every once in a while and I have to check myself immediately because it can easily spiral down into this big pile of worry. And what good does that do for anyone? Yeah. I think when we when we go just do stuff, you know, you get lost in the doing, which is good. So you don't have time to worry. And then in the process of the doing or the whatever, like you said, trust the process, like the things happen anyways. Mm -hmm. They're going to they're going to go this way. They're going to go that way. Um, And you've been doing a lot of doing (laughs) in the last year. Yes. So what what was it like? Okay, so you you left, you know, you resigned from a place you'd been for how long? 16 years. 16 years. 16 so that's years. Uh, as long as some, I was just thinking, I was just my nephews and nieces for a few days. Like the oldest is 16. So you've been there longer than this guy's been on the planet. <laughs> I made me feel old. Hey, you you said you turned 40. Do you you want to feel a little bit older? Yeah. Um, Which is a a great age, by the way. This is the first time, like, I'll be 37 in a couple months. And I don't know if I've just purposefully ignored it my entire life, but I don't, I'm not a person that's ever, like, looked at birthdays and been like, oh, I'm going to turn 30 or I'm going to turn 35. 
this is the first birthday ever where I'm like, okay, this feels different. You know, 37 has a different ring to it than 32 did. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. It gets better. Just wait. <laughs> Certain parts of my body hurt a little bit more sometimes. I'm like, okay, this rest thing people have been telling me about for a long time. Maybe I should look into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you've got a lot of people supporting you. You've got, yes. you know, this this vision that you've you've had and are bringing to fruition. So how about just like a, I don't know if you want to do like some ESPN highlight reel, if you want to do more of a deeper dive, but I'd love to hear about what's been happening for the last year. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Let me look at my notes here. Yeah. You've <laughs> so got to, much, hey, bust out so the notepad. Going on. Oh, yeah. this is one other thing I wanted to mention too, as we were uh-huh. speaking about voted number one, um, best yoga of La Jolla. Last week, actually, I was in uh, the business spotlight CSB in the La Jolla light. So that was kind of cool to be featured. I think it will be probably a good idea to share that link because it's posted digitally as well. So we can share that cool. with all of the listeners so they can read a little bit more about the journey of ZSB. Okay. So there's that. The latest has been this new YouTube channel that I launched yeah. just a couple of weeks ago, which has been a huge project and definitely takes a lot of time, effort, and energy. But I'm excited to see what evolves from that. And we are just wrapping up the second apprenticeship program. So we did a, the first three month apprentice. It's a sound healing apprenticeship program in the spring and this was kind of the summer fall session that will be wrapping up later in October. So we have now that was seven apprentices ZSV that were training with both myself and Kate, my assistants and seven, seven. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, seven apprentices, which has been really cool. And we can kind of dive into these, these topics a little bit more if you're curious about any of these. I'll just all give you the them. highlights and then we can talk all of further them. Yeah, about we're going to dive into all of them. Excellent. <laughs> um, and the yin training. So I do, you know, teacher trainings and student trainings as well for those who just want to deepen, you know, their knowledge and practice. I finished um, the spring 25-hour training, which is a weekend-long training. And, oh, four workshops I finished with Dr. Maddie, a chiropractor here in La Jolla. So we're focusing on flexibility and mobility. So those have been the, the main things other than these are new partnerships as well, like a destination management company that I recently partnered with, Hello California. It's brought in some really cool events and um, partnering with Corporate Wellness Exos, doing a lot of classes and sound baths for them as well. And Catamaran Resort and Spa is another big partnership that wow. I'm doing monthly classes for. So that's kind of a, like a, just a snapshot of some of the amazing things. Oh, and one other thing I was really excited about. <laughs> I know, I just can't. <laughs> Keep I going. I can't stop. Um, Deborah, and I, I'm not, I hope I'd say her name right. Her last name is, I think, Sakeli. I know there's a couple different ways. I believe it's maybe like, um, she, she may be Romanian, but anyway, Deborah is the founder of Rancho La Parta, and she just turned 100 years old this year. And I wow. had the opportunity to gift her a sound bath at her home here in San Diego. So her place, Rancho La Parta, is in Tecate, Baja. Um, so I have some fun things to share about that as well. But that experience, just being able to share sound healing with her and she being in such amazing shape mentally, physically, emotionally at that age is just a huge inspiration for me. Okay, I think that'll cover it for now. I could probably go on and on, but that's the snapshot. <laughs> yeah, we'll go through. I mean, we'll just go through like line by line then. But uh, since the last thing you were talking about was sound healing, so you, this lady's 100 years old. That's yes. incredible. That's a feat in and of its own. Yes. 
And you were invited to her, is it like a ranch or? I actually have not been to the ranch yet. Um, so okay. Rancho La Porta is a legendary wellness and fitness um, center that has been around. And I, I, I'm not exactly sure how long, but a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to throw a number out there, but I don't want to be <laughs> completely way off. So anyway, it's um, a beautiful space that's in Tecate, as I mentioned. That um, location I've not been to, I actually went to her home here in San Diego and did Mm. the sound healing for her for her 100th birthday. Okay. But I have future plans that I'm excited to share about the ranch coming up in 2023. So we can talk about that too. Sure. I mean, just, yeah, anytime (laughs) you feel compelled, you want to share something, just go for it. You know, I I think uh, what's really interesting is that we, sometimes when we're we're in a, a space you know, we use terminology and uh, like these little, these things right here, right? So we were talking about these. Do you want to touch one? Yeah. You can, I, I guess I can give you, I can give you one of the miniature ones too since I have two of them. So this is called a so right, right? So right? Yeah, so right. So I, I've had one for a couple years. I uh, got to meet the guy who invented it and it's, it's super popular now in the fitness world. There's big people like Kevin Hart that are like, oh, I use this thing and swear by it. And, but for the couple of years that I've had it, it's been really hard for me to describe. Even talking to you right now, I'm like, how do I describe this to her? Because it <laughs> looks like a little miniature like skate ramp, right, or something. Or <laughs> um, <that's> <laughs> So the, these are the miniature ones. There's a larger one that I have that like sits on the floor. Oh, but it was okay. originally designed for your psoas muscle. Ooh. So you would, oh, you know oh. exactly what that is. <laughs> I love yeah. talking about psoas. And it's designed like to be like a hand mm-hmm. um, and you can just like rub it on your shoulder, these little ones, but you can, so most people don't know what a psoas is, you know? So trying to describe it, you already like it, huh? It feels good. <laughs> it's cool. And then here, try the bigger one too. Okay. That's a slightly larger one. How many sizes um, does this thing come in? It has so many now. Wow. Uh, yeah. Right. That's super cool. Uh, I might have to lose my pink one now. I think I might be giving this away. <laughs> you hear that Mac? I need a new uh, medium sized pink one. But uh, <laughs> it matches my crystal bowl. <laughs> okay, that one's leaving the house. It's yours now. Take them, you can take them both. Awesome. Um, but uh, like trying to describe it to people, like what does it do and whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I just lay on it and it feels good, you know. And so he ultimately I think describes it as a massage tool to help people warm up to the idea of it. But I I mention that because uh, sometimes when we don't hear something, we either think we know what it means or uh, we forget like defining things in their in their most basic terms so I, I love i've been through a couple of your sound baths now first one was incredible the second one we could talk about that too <laughs> <laughs> also incredible for a variety of reasons um but uh when you say sound healing like what does that mean to you for you for the people around you hmm. good question Sound healing, I like to kind of explain it as one of the reasons or many reasons why we call it sound healing, but um, much like when you go to sleep at night, the body heals and repairs itself. A similar process happens in a sound healing session. So sound healing sessions can also be called, you know, numerous things, sound meditation, sound journey, sound therapy, sound bath, and people can explain these differently and they mean different things to different people. Um, But yeah, for me, it's using a variety of instruments that help slow down the brain waves to a theta or a delta state of mind so that the body can begin to heal itself from the inside and kind of recalibrate. I also like to explain it as, um, you know, the vibrations that are emitted from these instruments, primarily the the crystal singing bowls and other instruments that I use, um, 
are traveling five times faster through you than they are the air around you, right? So vibration travels five times faster through water than it does through air. And the human body is made up of, you know, about 60 to 70% water, give or take. So I like to describe it as you are literally receiving an internal vibrational massage, <laughs> mm. which is a pretty cool way to think about it, you know? So sound healing that, you know, for me is a, a place of meditation, a place to release stress and anxiety, an opportunity to slow down, which I think, you know, here in our society and day and age, we're constantly on the go, overstimulated, and we rarely gift ourselves the opportunity to unplug and to just breathe and to slow down. So that is in a nutshell <laughs> what sound healing is for me, and I could you know, elaborate on that definitely, but... It's, it's beautiful. So I think about that. When, what's this lady's name? Deborah. Deborah. Mm -hmm. Deborah. Okay. So Deborah, Deborah S. We'll go with Deborah, Deborah S. Deborah <laughs> Sakili. So we'll did say. she share? Are you allowed to share? Like, what was her, like, how did yes. she feel afterwards? I mean, to be at 100 years old and you get to experience this kind of like modern hippie voodoo, you know? Like, well, no, I mean, this is sounding like it's been around for thousands of years. Oh, okay. it's a, yeah, it's an ancient modality. I think it's just oh. becoming more trendy and more mainstream, which is something that I, I'm excited to share about that as well. Um, and she's been around sound healing. Now she's never experienced a sound bath the way mm. that the ZSB way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, it, it was just so amazing to me because for someone being, you know, 100 years old, she just walked in. She, you know, had everything all set up in her living room area and came in and it was super sharp and curious how, you know, is just about she thought that I had been playing at the ranch and she was just meeting me for the first time. I was like, no, actually, I've never been to the ranch before, but I'm excited to check it out. Mm. She sat in the chair and received the sound healing and um, was very relaxed from what I could tell. And afterwards, as I was packing up my instruments and we were um, you know, kind of reflecting on her experience, I was telling her that, you know, all of my bulls have names. They're like my children. Mm. <laughs> you get really attached I to your, to your instruments. Now. <laughs> and, um, or was it in the beginning? Like, um, you wouldn't even let me oh, carry no, him up the stairs. You're like, nope. <laughs> thank you though. <laughs> I take that back. Let me back up. It was in the beginning that I was telling her that each of them, you know, have names. Well, then we got distracted and I was explaining to her about, you know, kind of the experience. And one thing I said, which I, oh, it's, it stuck with me that I said is I just wanted to explain this so you know what to expect. And she says, I have no expectations. And I was like, Oh, that was so good. Now I always think about that when I'm explaining sound baths. I'm like, I, that's right. You shouldn't have expectations. Mm -hmm. So now I always like bite my tongue if I go to say that, you know, so that was one really powerful thing that stuck with me. Anyway, at the end of the sound bath, when we finished, she wrapped back around to, wanting to know the names of all the bulls. And I was just like, God, she's so smart. Like just sharp and, you know, and, um, and then she asked me how many of the bulls were female names versus male names. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought, you know, that was really cool. And if you want a formula for living to be 100, I mean, these are already some cool things. Like she's very curious, mm -hmm. right? Asking questions. Mm -hmm. Like I love, I already love this lady. She's so cute too. I just love her oh, too. It's so, I mean, that's like that, that's like a flexible mind, right? Flexible mind, mm -hmm. flexible body, all these things like to be curious. Uh, and then the no expectation thing, that, that's one thing that I find uh, more so now than it used to is I notice that certain people in business or whatever, they'll, you, you want to manage expectations in some regard sometimes for certain things, very specific there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you want, and you want to set 
good quote unquote expectations, right? If you need to get people excited about something or whatever, like even this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I do a good job of not setting any expectations, but then people show up with their own agenda and I have to like make some adjustments. I'm like, okay, I've gone, I, you know, like figured out what that process is. Um, but I see some people, they kind of like force their expectations on others too. And I've talked to a lot of people about this, um, when it comes to like a good yoga instructor, like that's one thing that I think, uh, a few people that I have had this conversation with specifically, you know, we've been practicing yoga for eight, nine, 10 plus years, however long it's been. And one of the things I'll like about certain instructors is someone who can sort of, I guess, narrate, but not tell you like, this is how you're going to feel because they don't know exactly how you're going to feel. They have some ideas, right? But everybody has their own individual unique experience. Mm-hmm. So like this setting good expectations without forcing mm-hmm. expectations on people. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Yeah, what do you, is that what you're, when you're talking about like the lady saying, I have no expectations and that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I just, I, it took me a while to process that, you know, and as well with regard to just life in general as well of, of having that balance, like you said, of when to have expectations and, and also sharing that with my community and my students of, um, not necessarily forcing expectations (laughs) upon them, like you said, you know, Mm -hmm. so it definitely made me reconsider the way my approach. And I don't think that I do expectations on people but even just the wording you know of certain things yeah. and I don't know why that was just so re- really powerful when she said that I was like okay yeah <laughs> you do you do good I mean it's like you want to like I don't know I think of it as I like to set the expectation things will be good or great but what's good or great for you might be totally different than what's good or great for me right mm-hmm, you exactly, do yeah yeah you do a really good job well thank you and I, I try you know I, we all experience things totally differently. And I try to keep it open and explain that to people as well, whether it be a, a yin class or a, a sound bath, etc. But I think the way that she said it too, it was just, I, I have no expectations. I never have expectations. <laughs> That's just the way I heard it. I was like, God, to never have expectations. That's probably a really amazing way to live. Mm-hmm. You just flow. You're in the flow. Ooh, way. Just want to give her a big hug. I don't know this lady, life. but I want to give her a big hug right now. Giving her a, uh, an emo- like an energetic hug from afar. Yeah. So, okay. So that's pretty cool. And what, I mean, you said a bunch of things. Right? I want to go back through your list. You want to start at the top? What was the, what was the number? So we got... The, yeah. So we were talking about YouTube in the beginning. Yeah. So I, you shared with me, uh, was it your first YouTube video? Yeah, that was the trailer video for season one. Season one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was it was incredible. I watched that and I think one of my responses to you was it's it's very hard to hook me into something for more than twenty seconds. I don't know if it's millennial, ADHD, whatever it is. <laughs> I have a, like a high expectation of something Ooh. to like hook me in and like be engaging. And I watched the whole thing and that's pretty weird. And maybe I don't think it's because I know you, you know, like I'm like, oh, it's because I know her. Now nah, there are people that I know very well that they send me something. I'm like, mm, this is cool. Thanks. <laughs> you know, but I watched the whole thing. It was well done. Excellent. Well, that yeah. it goes full credit to Rick Saw, who is my filmmaker and he is amazing. So I'm super grateful to have crossed paths with him and to welcome him onto the ZSB journey and to help me you know, create my vision. You know, we, we had a conversation 
we actually met at a, at a very, very special occasion. It was um, at the Museum of Contemporary Arts for a celebration of life. I was doing a sound healing for a woman who's actually my age. She had recently passed away from cancer, a diagnosis that she was only with us for another three months. Um, well, anyway, so Rick was filming that celebration, and um, we connected there. And a couple months had passed, and we had exchanged contact information. And um, actually, a, a, another friend of mine and photographer of mine, Mariana, had kind of been nudging me to explore YouTube. And I was like, oh, another thing to add. I mean, I just have so many projects that I'm working on. But she showed me a couple YouTube channels, and I got inspired and started doing some research and realizing the potential with YouTube. And, you know, one of my biggest challenges with growing ZSB is, is reaching more people outside of the yoga industry, making it more mainstream and accessible for people all over the world. And I thought, wow, I think YouTube has the capacity to do that. Well, just so happened that, you know, I also met Rick at the right time and had a conversation with him. And he's like, Hey, I'm interested in, and joining forces with you. And he was really inspired by me and by ZSB. And he's also a a healer himself. And so this, you know, this connection was felt very divine timing and in alignment. And, um, yeah, we just started planning it out. We, we had a meeting and mapped out season one, 10 videos together to, to kick it off, which I think has kind of already evolved to like 20 videos. <laughs> He's been <laughs> extremely helpful and is such a talented and gifted creator. And just, wow, I feel blessed to, to have him on the journey and to help me with this YouTube channel. It seems like just, just knowing you now for a bit, I mean, it seems like a perfect fit for you and just like how you do things. And, uh, and I've been looking at your, your content for a while now and yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited to see where you take it. Thank you. So, and what's your, uh, your YouTube channel? Zen Soul Balance. Zen Soul Balance. <laughs> Zen Soul okay. Balance. Yeah. And it's, so I'm just exploring with different things and right now I've created three, three playlists. The first one is Lifestyle. The second one is uh, yin yoga, and the third one is meditation, where I will do sound healing, just short clips. I'm trying five-minute, ten-minute videos, some 15, 20-minute videos, recaps on like wellness events and people that I partner with around town, and really just open to hearing what people want and how I can best serve people. So I've been putting that out there as well. Please send me special requests. What is it that you need help with? Like the yin yoga segments I've done, one was a 15-minute release of low back and hips because we get often get very tight in the low back and hips and mm. legs. And then the other one was a 20 minute um, release for upper back and shoulders. As I sit here, like hunched forward <laughs> over the microphone in this, by the way, I don't know. Did you see that chair over there? Are we talking about these chairs? That's yeah. why I kept asking you. Like, I forgot. I don't know if I told oh. you much is they're saddle chairs. Oh. So they tilt your hip forward, but that's a huge, it's, okay. it's a huge thing. Yeah. So, and you, so you were in the corporate world for a while and now that you're out of it, when I hear some of these companies you're partnering with and I hear things like lower hip and back release, how, how much would you say like the people you work with either in person or when you, well, I guess it's all in person when you go places too, but how much of your work is with, uh, like business professionals versus what, uh, my friends call outside of California, us granola eating, um, <laughs> sitting on pillow folks. <laughs> Or a little bit of both. 
Is that what that be? What kind of what kind of, <laughs> what kind of people are those? I, I know, right? They're like you guys in California with your granola and your vegan sandwiches. Or, is that what yeah, about? I, I know. Got like, but I mean, there is a lot of crossover in San Diego. Like, we have people that are high powered executives that mm-hmm. you know that's yoga is a regular part of their thing. It has been for a long time. But um, do you get? I mean, do you find that it's like some of the people you're working with? It's the first time they've ever experienced something like this? Oh my gosh, yes, which is so fascinating to me, but it's definitely as ZSB is evolving, um, I am finding myself working more and more with, uh, what would you call these, (laughs) non-yogis, just the general public, mainstream Mm -hmm. people that um, have never practiced at least this style of yoga, yin yoga, which is much different than most modern styles of yoga. But I'm working with more people in just corporate America, which is amazing because I mean, I was there. I know, I know how beneficial it can be and how much this style of yoga is needed. Um, so the question was what percentage of people? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. yeah kind of like a, a mix, but I think you've done a good job of sort of describing it. Like you're working with a lot of people that have never experienced something like this. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm probably at least, up, I mean, I'm doing more stuff out of yoga studio and yoga industry. And nowadays that it's probably, I'm up to 70% just being in more corporate environments, which is pretty cool. Oh. Um, I mean, for example, I just did uh, an event for Hello California, that destination management company. So when people come and visit San Diego and they're um, doing like conferences or retreats, for example, um, it's for corporate companies. And I last week was at the Hilton Bayfront downtown San Diego for a huge um, real estate and investor uh, conference. And I did two sunrise sessions at 6 a.m. Yin yoga and sound healing. I would say I think majority of people that I spoke with afterwards, I didn't speak with that many people, but a few of the people approached me afterwards and had a you know, shared with me, they had never experienced this style of yoga and they travel internationally somewhere, you know, a couple of people I talked to from Chicago, from New York, you know, other places on the East coast. And they were like, oh, the only style of yoga I've ever practiced is I don't even think it's really yoga. It's more like uh, power yoga. I'm sweating. They're like, this was really unique. And I'm into this. And they were mm-hmm. so excited to follow my YouTube channel to start practicing with me. So that was really inspiring and exciting for me. That is really cool. I I feel I'm feeling some guilt over here because I'm like I still haven't done one of your yin yoga classes. Oh my god! It is time. God. I think before you leave here, uh, we'll put one on the calendar so that yes. I can come do that because I, I feel like I'm missing. I have a little bit of FOMO here yes. right now as well. Definitely need to. So it's it's. Um, are you are you finding in the last couple of years? Obviously, there's been an increased awareness of health. Um, are you finding that's influencing your business? Like there's just a lot more people interested in it now than there were a couple of years ago, or has it been pretty consistent? Yeah, yeah. That's been another exciting thing too. It's, um, I think it's slowly, you know, people are catching on. It's not like all of a sudden everybody's like, yes, people are curious. And that's what excites me. Um, it's becoming more mainstream. You know, I think there was a point where sound healing was disregarded because it was known as some like woo woo thing. <laughs> but now there's science and research to back the benefits behind it. Not only mm. that, it's becoming more mainstream because, for example, um, someone told me that they were flying on an airline. I don't remember which airline it is, com- some commercial airline. And in the screen, they had the option to watch TV or choose from playing games or listen to eight different sound baths. And I'm like, what? what? Wow. Yes, thank you. 
And I think it's also become popular because, for example, someone else told me this. I don't watch TV. I don't have a TV. But someone said they were watching the Kardashians. And the Kardashians at a baby shower had a sound bath. And I'm like, hallelujah, whatever's got to happen, like, just come on, people, like, put it out there. And, and that's just, it's blowing my mind and makes me really excited because it's now, you know, people are kind of leading into that and want to know more about it and trying it. So. Yeah, I had uh, a guy that I've known for a while, super, super incredible person, like probably one of the smartest people I, I've ever got a chance to like meet in my life. And uh, he was telling a group of us that, music is one of the only things that can like transform your emotions instantly. But the thing about music, like if I'm thinking about a song, right, is it, it generally only happens while you're listening to it. And as you're telling about sound healing and the way you set it up, the way you do it. And I, I know from personal experience from leaving your, you know, sound bath experiences, it's not like just listening to a good song where you feel good and the song's over and you're like, oh, okay, you know, like what's next? There's a lasting effect. And you're mentioning um, science. Do you, I, mean, I don't want to put you on the spot if you haven't like <laughs> recited all the research, but do you have some specific uh, research or anything you can, you can share around that? Mm, not necessarily that I would feel confident about speaking with now, okay. but I can certainly provide some links for people to read up on and to do their own research. Please and, do. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. There's all kinds Definitely. of cool uh, new research and science coming out. I mean, you know, like Johns Hopkins, uh, they have all this research on psychedelic mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> speaking of sound baths, the one I went to last year was right around Thanksgiving. Uh, every once in a while, you know, I will grab some mushrooms from a very good source, you know, trusted source, research, all done very, what I would call safely. And a friend and I uh, took a, 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 we'll call it a healing dose. Yeah, it's a microdose, right? <laughs> it was, no. A mi no? Yeah, it was oh, like a heroic dose, dose oh, okay. what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the opposite of the microdose. Oh, okay. It was, a, but we had like everything prepared, made sure there was no responsibility. I like to like not have a responsibility for a couple of days after that. So that's why it was like done purposely around Thanksgiving. There would be nothing of significance for a couple of days afterwards. So I got time to kind of like digest everything, but uh, like literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we set it up and we ate the mushrooms. And then took a like a like a nice executive black card, and we were all comfy, like in our sweats and sweatshirts, <laughs> and brought blankets and pillows, and like the black card delivered us to your sound bath. That like that the first sound bath was incredible, but also I think there I had a little bit of nerves around it because I did not knowing what to expect or mm -hmm. what to get into. Like, what am I getting myself into? Mm -hmm. Right, it's like a whole new thing. Mm -hmm. Super super amazing, uh, and then that as well. You know, and John Hopkins has all of this research around how it regenerates your neurons, uh, age people with depression, like one heroic dose can reset you on depression for months and months and months. So there's all these like strong positive health benefits that and the sound bath was <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> I felt like I was time traveling. I know you were kind of giggling at us afterwards hanging out because we're like, I think you're supposed to go. But <laughs> Um, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff, you know, I say stuff loosely, but it's been around for a long time that in the U S at least, and probably other parts of the world, we're just getting back into, you know, things mm -hmm. that 
nomadic tribes used for elixirs and, and medicine. And it, I didn't, I didn't realize that sound healing was something that had been around for a long time. What, what got you into it specifically? Hmm. A profound experience. My very first sound bath was in Tulum and, um, immediately I knew that there was something there for me. I just, when I know, I know. And, um, it was when I officially moved to San Diego or the Bird Rock area in particular that I, um, crossed paths with another sound healer here and, um, experienced, um, some kind of release that I still to this day can't even explain. And it was the gong in particular. And it's happened to me twice where I go into the experience feeling okay. Not, emo- not in a very emotional state. I feel pretty stable and halfway through the experience, heavy gong work, the tears just, whoosh, and I'm like, I had to get up and excuse myself and go, <laughs> cry it all out. And then I'm like, what just happened? I can't tell you. There wasn't a, a thought and an emotion, something that I, I was aware of. I mean, subconsciously something happened there. There was some, definitely some energy movement there. I felt like a huge release. I felt a little lighter, wouldn't experience the rest of the sound bath. But after that, that first, that first sound bath and it happening the second time, I'm like, you know, I need to lean into this. And I had also just been very curious about playing a crystal bowl and incorporating that in my yin classes because it seemed without even knowing and had, you know, any experience at the time that it would pair nicely because they're both therapeutic modalities. You know, yin yoga is very slow and focuses on deep stretching, but it's not only a physical practice it affects you mentally, emotionally, energetically as well. And, um, I was like, wow, how cool would it be to start pairing these instruments with these, I call them shapes, but AKA yoga postures Mm -hmm. and started that journey. And, experimenting with a friend of mine who later became, you know, a partner of ZSB and was playing the instruments alongside while I was teaching. And that has evolved into me doing all the sound healing now and all the yin teaching. Of course, I have assistants and all these amazing apprentices now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how the, the journey unfolded with the, the sound healing piece. So how many people do you have on your team total right now? Uh, well, it's, I have one main assistant, but I, you know, the apprentices are helping me as experience. So they, you know, what I, what, what we've done now is part of their training is, um, they are receiving weekly lessons and then they also get to assist myself or Kate at a couple of our sound baths per month. Then they have extra credit opportunities, which works out great because they're gaining experience. They get to learn how to play the instruments, how to set up. And I'm also kind of training them the ZSB way. So once they graduate from the apprenticeship program, they then can start earning tips. Hmm. And then from there, if it works out well, then they can join forces and start helping me. But it's, you know, slowly growing these opportunities to where I'm pretty much handling Everything where I have, you know, my assistants will come in and, you know, help cover a class or they'll help, you know, with some of the private sessions, the ones that I can't handle. But for the most part right now, I'm taking the bulk of the workload and the plan is hopefully in the near future as business continues to grow and more people are interested in exploring yin and sound healing that I'll be able to, you know, utilize all of these apprentices and assistances, you know, to their capacity and Hopefully full time. The ZSB <laughs> army. So <laughs> yes. 
Now, if I remember correctly, because I'm thinking about the different work that you do with corporations and you, I know you would travel to different locations and different studios. Do you have a physical location? I am 100% mobile. <laughs> 100%. So you can go anywhere. So go someone anywhere. wants to bring you in to do sound healing and uh, teach a, a specific class that's, you can pop right in. And I mean, obviously there's like a setup, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not just popping right in, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it is. I, I am yeah. mobile. Yes. I, we travel with our instruments and, um, I partner with various businesses and organizations. I do definitely have what I kind of like call my home studios where I do weekly classes or monthly sound baths. Um, but definitely am growing with regard to, you know, offering these sound healing sessions and um, yoga classes where I go to hotels, resorts, uh, just an office space, a park, homes. I do all kinds. <laughs> we go everywhere. You know, I mean, there's some really beautiful places around San Diego and that's been fun. It's, you know, it's labor intensive. It's definitely, you know, carrying these instruments around. It's like, well, that's why I said it's not popping up. It's like I have to, it's a full on setup. And, and I like things done a certain way. You know, I want people to be taken care of. I want people to feel special and feel safe. And it's a, you know, it's, it's, it goes, you know, I, I, I just accumulated another 75 yoga mats. So I'm now over like a hundred sets of props. So that's a whole other thing. You know, I'm like, wow. okay, I need to get a bigger vehicle, I believe to, you know, because people are asking <laughs> for this now. I'm like, I'm getting this on a pretty regular basis. Can we rent 75 yoga mats or can you bring a hundred yoga mats for my, you know, convention, conference, birthday, bachelor party, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Well, yes, I have the equipment to do that. And I'll be bringing a couple assistants with me. <laughs> it's time for the ZSB van. I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, the ZSB sprinter coming soon. Have skills, will yes. travel. <laughs> exactly. Very cool. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit more about these? So these have names. Both of these have names. What? Your bulls here. Oh, the bulls. yes. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about the bulls. Okay. Uh, well, so <laughs> these bulls in front of us, these are the alchemy crystal bulls. Uh, the white one, this one, I'll give you a little ring. Mm. The name is Angel. Here, let's see if we can get a microphone like right up to that. Okay. Let's see if we can get it. Um, this way. <laughs> and this one is Princess. And that is what you call chiming the bowl. So we have different techniques. We call this the cycling of the bowl. You're going around the rim. So many different ways to play. This is a mallet holding in my hand. This one's definitely higher. So these are made with quartz crystal infused with precious metals and gems. It's tuned to a different note and I have a variety of these uh, alchemy crystal bowls. Um, these are definitely very unique. There's not another bowl like these in particular, and I, um, I call them my children for a reason. Uh, they're very highly priced. <laughs> it's not about, you know, the money. It's about uh, the gift that they offer. But not only with these, you know, I have the crystal bowls, but I also, my sound baths are, are different than um, some other sound baths because I use, oh, I have the chimes behind me too. Break I them use, out. Should we chime it up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. See if I can do this with um, all these microphones around me. Wow. 
Yeah, a variety of instruments. So these are called the flow chimes. I play with koshi chimes, gongs, drums. Sounds beautiful. And I like to flow like from one instrument to the next. I used to sequence my sound baths, but I've gotten to the point now to where it flows pretty intuitively. And sometimes I'll change it on the fly. The gong can be... Hold on a minute. I'm going to hang this back up. Yeah, do you think? All right. The gong can be pretty intense. And I find it interesting because, you know, depending on who I'm working with, especially if it's in a group setting, I have to be mindful of, you know, situations. I don't know where people are on their journey, but people tend to get pretty squirmy in this, in the, um, the gong portion. I think it's just, it's a, I don't know the vibrations that are emitting from the gong, but it, I, I see that often you'll hear people start coughing or kind of moving around and mm. occasionally I like to do heavy gong work but occasionally especially I don't know like I feel like a little bit older population are a little more sensitive with sound so I'm a little more mindful of that I'll play like lower as opposed to really any heavy gong work and if I see someone really squirming or someone starts like choking not full-on choking but coughing <laughs> I'm like okay I need to soften it up here we're moving some serious energy and I'll, wow. I like to go from kind of um the deeper tones or, or heavier instruments I guess you could say and then a little bit lighter and airier afterwards so we're like moving that energy and then it's like ah that release with a you know a soft chime koshi chime yeah so that's that's pretty cool and you said these are so I mean, I, it kind of makes me wonder because you talked about the uniqueness of these particular bowls and, and your uh, structure or not structure, your flow mm-hmm. of, of certain <laughs> things, your process for them. How do you decide, you know, which bowls to use or what sound to use? Is it really just uh, up to you or do you kind of read the room? Like, how do you know what's going to gift the, the folks in your class? you know, the most, to get that most out of your experience. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I think, kind of a combination of that. Reading the room, as I said, just in, you know, listening. If I'm playing an instrument, I'm not always, you know, I don't have my eyes on every person, but Mm. I feel like I'm pretty intuitive. Um, And the flow of, I think, sound healing in general, each of these sessions, that's why, you know, when I first started this, having a sequence, and then it now just really becoming something that, that flows through me. It's so intuitive, and it's it just one sound just melts into the next sound and it's I don't know it just comes it comes it's I don't have an exact science of you know this is the way it needs to be and I think the more I let go and let it flow naturally the more beautiful the experience is and the greater feedback I receive from people cool so you don't like have to go okay I'm gonna leave these kids at home today you kids get to come with me and (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. I mean, like my <laughs> weekly classes, mm-hmm. depending on how I kind of tailor my events. Um, mm. If it's a, a yin session with sound healing, I don't usually bring all the instruments. Mm. I have select instruments that pair a little bit better with the yin classes, as opposed to a full sound bath where there are no stretching postures. A sound bath would be all of the instruments or majority, not maybe every single instrument at every sound bath, but I'll, you know, pack most of them and see what flows. So could you design, so it's kind of has me thinking like, you know, if you wanted to do a, a class, like a sound, I don't know if this is a thing that exists in, in the sound healing community. Could you do like a, you know, this class is specifically for stress. This class is specifically for maybe creative 
release can you get really nuanced like that and design classes and sounds for those things oh yeah definitely and that's yeah. kind of what i'm starting to brainstorm on with the youtube channel is it's tailored to different themes or different regions of the body you know and that's why i want to hear from people too of how i can best serve everyone through these classes whether it be via the youtube channel or in person i always you know offer that space after a class ends if there's anything you want to work on in future classes, please you know, come chat with me before you head out. But yeah, I mean, you know, I've had special requests, for example, of um, for sensitivity around the knee. Can you please, you know, develop a class of, you know, 15 minutes of helping me heal from an injury or tightness around, you know, discomfort around the knees or, you know, the low back and hips is a no brainer. I mean, 80% of Americans suffer from some kind of discomfort around the low back, around the hips. It's one of the stress containers in the body, which is why I rolled those two classes out, the upper back and shoulders and the lower back and hips first on YouTube because those are the two main stress containers in the body. <laughs> makes sense. That mm. makes sense. So let's uh, let's go down your list a little bit more. What else is on your list? Yeah, so we talked about YouTube. We talked about the apprenticeship program, the, the yin yoga workshops that I have been um, doing with Dr. Maddie. So this was our this year that we launched, I guess. So we've done four workshops together. And actually, this goes perfectly with what I was just talking about. Uh, it's part two parts. Part one focuses on lower back and hips. And part two is upper back and shoulders, flexibility and mobility workshops. They're three hour workshops. So the first part or the first half of each workshop, we lecture, I talk a little bit about yin yoga, this model, how, how it's different, kind of the science behind yin. Then Dr. Maddie speaks and she talks about just anatomy 101 to give you a better understanding to help you become more body aware. And she's been so great to partner with too. She's an amazing chiropractor and has a, a great little, um, clinic here in La Jolla, as I mentioned. And, um, she's also a yogi. Well, she, uh, she's a certified yoga teacher. I don't think she teaches yoga. She's, chiropractic care is her main line of business, but, um, she gets it, you know, she, she understands the importance of not necessarily yoga, but stretching and how important that is. And then of course the health of the spine. So to hear her speak about that is uh, really interesting that it's not, most people don't, most people turn to chiropractic care after they've been injured or they're suffering from some kind of discomfort or pain. And she just has a really awesome way of explaining that the health of the spine is so important, you know, starting from, I, mean, I think she specializes in prenatal. So she's, mm. yeah, works with a lot of children and pregnant mothers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, so the second half of the workshop is a 90 minute yin yoga and sound healing practice. The first one is focused on 90 minutes of releasing tightness, discomfort from low back and hips, and then um, upper back and shoulders for the second workshop. So we, we're planning to do that twice a year, once in the spring, once in the fall, and we'll repeat that again next year. So those are the workshops that I've been working on. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty productive use of time. And with the, the prenatal, chiropractors get a bad rap sometimes. You know, I think they went through this phase where... It's happened a lot again in the U.S. Our, you know, medical health system for the most part has attacked certain modalities to kind of elevate like a prescription will help you more or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
I see a lot of benefits from chiropractic. I mean, I have had been in several car accidents and I've seen a chiropractor after each one. It was a chiropractor that told me when a, my primary care physician was wrong, told me I have scoliosis. It was a chiropractor that figured out my hip was actually rotated. So it was just pulling all my muscles to one side. So it was not scoliosis. It just looked that way. Mm. Uh, yeah. So they've been, um, I still go, you know, see one. There's like, there's corrective care and then there's preventative care too, which is really helpful. But I mean, I feel so great coming out. There's also different types of chiropractic. You know, there's the more snap, crackle, pop, you know, yeah. Rice crispy chiropractor. Yes. There's the more uh, like smoothing, pulling kind of, you know, there's a craniopathy. The, the prenatal and the even like early childhood chiropractic was some of the most fascinating for me is when you think about birthing <laughs> <laughs> and when a baby's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all kinds of things can happen, right? It's like, it's, apparently, I don't know, I've never given birth to a child, but it turns out it's not the like smoothest pro smoothest process sometimes, right? Like a, a hip can get lodged or shoulder or whatever. And then kids are supposed to be super malleable and flexible and not everything's set at that age to, to you know, uh, make the most of that experience, but you still can get some sort of a birthing injury, we'll call it, and that can affect you down the road. So there's a couple places here I know that do a lot of like infant yeah. chiropractic care, and it's so cool, like hearing the parents come out of there and, and all of that. You're going, yeah, yeah. Well, and I was just thinking, you know what? Um, Dr. Maddie's office is here on the same street as you. I think just like a down, hmm. probably not even a block from Don't here. tell everybody where I live. No. <laughs> I'm just oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so Awaken okay. Family Chiropractic. <laughs> you should check it out though, since you're into that too, yeah. or for anyone looking for a good. I think it is like actually like Awaken right Family down Chiropractic. There. Yeah, yeah she's, she's amazing. So. <laughs> That's right. It's cool. I'm joking. Uh, no, she. It is. I think I've actually walked by and seen yeah. the sign. So and she's awesome too. And she doesn't take that snap crackle approach, you know, to to her chiropractic care. And she has just a very healing touch. That is pretty cool. Have you ever done uh, sound healing or yin yoga with uh, like kids, like little humans? Yes, actually, I have. One of my, my private clients has a six-year-old daughter um, and I believe eight-year-old son. Um, she called me over a couple months ago. He had a presentation to give, you know, at, at his school and was feeling pretty stressed about it. And so she brought me over to, you know, do a sound healing session for them, which is really cute. The daughter gets up and starts helping me play the instruments and, uh, you know, she's playing the flow chimes and I taught her how to play the crystal bowls and the, the wave drum. And now when I go over there and uh, I'll do a yin yoga session for mom and daughter comes over and she'll play the instruments, which is actually really helpful. She can mm -hmm. play like the Koshi chime. She's like walking over her mom, you know, playing the chimes or she'll pick up the wave drum, which is bigger than her. And she starts playing. I show her how, and she just watches me with curiosity and then does a really good job. I'm like, Hey, this is, you know, nice to have a little assistant, a mini assistant. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I know that I've heard parents go, Oh, I don't know if, you know, my kid could do it. Cause they're so, they have so much energy. And it's hard to get them to calm down. I find that 
at least my experience, and I can't speak for every, I'm not a parent, you know, but being around kids is that when you can find a way to get them excited about something, right? I mean, hearing, you said he's six years old and he said he was stressed before a presentation. That freaks me out. Well, That's no, like it was a, a six-year-old daughter and an eight-year-old. Uh, I believe he's eight or 10, still but still young. Too yeah. young to be yes. stressed about I stuff. I know, but, but that's just the world we live in nowadays, so which is crazy. why I think it's so amazing that mom is bringing me in to do sound healing for mm-hmm. the children of that age. And I mean, it's not a 60 minute session. Don't get me wrong. It's like 15, 20 minutes. I play instruments. They breathe. I bring, I have this little, it's like kind of a, uh, I forget what it's called, like an expanding sphere that I will do breath work with the children. Teach them how to do belly breathing. Mm. It's a vi- nice visual for them. So we'll do a little bit of breath work and then they'll lay down and I'll do sound healing with them. That's so cool. But it sounds like they like it and you've found a way to get them excited about it, yes. right? And that's yes. I think that's a key with, with kids, but also with adults sometimes, just getting them excited about it. So what what else? I know. Okay, so that, I know you have a list, so okay, I want yes, to make we're, sure we're we making our way down it. Uh, okay. The training, so the yin yoga training. So okay. I finished the spring training, the 25-hour. So this is yin yoga foundations. And I like this training so much because it's open to everyone. You don't have to have um, any previous like teacher trainings. It's not necessarily geared toward teachers, yoga teachers per se. We're all be- our own teachers. We're, we are all our own best <laughs> teacher, right? And especially if you're learning a practice, um, it's an opportunity to kind of this this model. So what Yin Yoga is developed by Paul Grilly. He's the founder of Yin Yoga. He's um, an amazing master teacher. He's who I've done my trainings with. And um, it's a very specific model, but it's just a functional simplification for learning. And that's what we will break down in this three-day training. And it's a way to learn how to maximize your practice. If the tool works great for you and you love the model, then excellent. You can add it to your tool bag and it will help you grow in whatever way. It may be the base and a foundation to become a teacher. If at one, at some point you, maybe you already are a teacher because it can certainly be helpful for those who've already done like the base level 200 hour yoga teacher trainings or even 500 hours. And you want to start specializing in, you know, yin yoga, then you would go down this path. But it can also just be for, and I have, it's probably 50, 50, 50% of my students who practice with me on a regular basis and just want to learn more about the practice and 50% teachers, whether they practice with me or come from other studios or other places, and they want to learn more about the Paul Gurley yin yoga model, then they would attend this foundations training. But what's really exciting is what's rolling out in 2023. Okay. <laughs> so that's another thing. Well, I want to go through the list of the, the 2022 uh, things that, that have been happening and then and then chat with you and tell you all the exciting things that are coming up in the new year. How, how did you figure all this out, right? So you've been in the corporate environment for a while. And, and when did you, what was your very first, you know, ZSB? Like when did that become a name and a business? Like, uh, Yeah, I started brainstorming on names for Zen Soul Balance with my best friend, <laughs> probably in like... 2016, I was going through a pretty big life transition, went home to Texas to stay with my sister for a little while as I was doing some healing and started traveling and, you know, went over to Bali and spent some time there in my healing journey. And all the while was thinking of ZSB. Um, I, the name came first and it was uh, actually inspired by Zen Soul Balance. Uh, and initially, the business was going to be centered around helping children with, um, helping families with disabled children. So my younger sister, Olivia, has cerebral palsy. And um, 
that's how I very first started with Zen Soul Balance in San Diego. In 2017, it became an official business. And I was, I started with workshops, you know, working with um, children and families with special needs. And one thing led to the next with, you know, I mean, yin yoga had been something that I, I loved because it felt amazing in my body and it helped me feel more centered and find that balance because I live a very active lifestyle. And, um, and naturally I just wanted to share that with my community and then sound healing became, you know, a big part of it as well. And I still have that in the back of my mind and, you know, ways in which I can expand. I've worked with some nonprofit organizations and, you know, helping children with special needs and their families as well. Um, but it's, it's not at the forefront of where ZSB is right now because it's evolved into all these workshops and trainings and helping everyone in any way that I can really. And you're obviously very dynamic, right? Because taking this leap into, you know, full-time entrepreneurship, there's a many components of that. Some people will start a business and go, okay, well, I love yoga, you know, or I see this happen um, with like a retail business or like coffee shop, right? Like, oh, I know this coffee's good. I love coffee, so I'm going to open it up over here. But sometimes people don't think about the running the business side. When you first started going down this path, I know you said you've had a lot of uh, support and, and things like that. And you've, you said you've never really felt like it's, you know, I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but alone or kind of doing it on your own is you've branched out to doing all of these different things. Are there people that you emulate? I mean, is it really like you sit down at your computer and you're like, how do I do this and figure it out? Like, what's your, what's your process for continuing <laughs> to grow? <laughs> Trial and error, really. No, I don't have anyone telling me how, and but you know, telling me how to do it or what you know, what's the next step. And I, I was thinking about this. I, you know, I became part of a group for for a few months. Um, you know, a group supporting entrepreneurs along the path that you had recommended, actually, mm -hmm. which was helpful, definitely. Um, but I realized it's all trial and error. And I also realized that there's no one really pioneering the way for yin yoga and sound healing. And it's like, I mean, yes, it's great. It's great to have support and community and, you know, other entrepreneurs and be inspired and just learn all of these, you know, amazing other ways. Um, and I'm actually looking at, I want to become part of like some kind of networking entrepreneurial group here locally. I think that was the only reason why I decided not to move forward with that is, you know, it's long distance and it's, um, you know, it just, it's, <laughs> um, it felt like it was time for me to start figuring things out on my own. <laughs> but I think it's very important as an entrepreneur. I don't know everything and it's to continue being inspired with new ideas and new ways is important. Um, but I, yeah, I'm just, I'm figuring it out as I go. And I was thinking is circling back to what I was trying to spit out is that it would be so nice if there were just a manual I could follow on <laughs> how to make this work. Yeah. But there's not that I found anyway. If anyone knows, please send it my way. <laughs> it seems like you're doing such a great job and uh, I'll extend an, an invite to you. So this just started in the last couple of months. Oh, okay. uh, it's, uh, you got to know someone to get in. Ooh. But <laughs> Do I know someone? I've been talking to a lot of friends, you know, a lot of friends that are entrepreneurs. Do you know someone? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, think, I think you've got the end. And we, you know, there's a lot of networking groups, things like that. And, and uh, not to 
downplay any of them. They're all really great and they all serve a purpose. But many of us felt like we'd either outgrew the groups of things we were in or there was always this like business or people going there again with expectations of like I better, you know, like to sell somebody something or whatever. And we just wanted a more mm, like really a friend group. Right. And that's what what sort of not sort of is exactly what's happened. So we've met twice now. Mm, and cool. the name we just gave it a name just so we knew what the heck to call our meeting so it didn't sound like fight club or something like that you know <laughs> uh we called it the generator group oh, cool. and i think like there that. were like 10 or 11 of us uh on this podcast i've talked a lot about this quiz and oh, i think we've talked we talked about the quiz we have talked about the quiz, about the quiz. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like everybody in there is taking the quiz too um, so it's like a whole bunch of transparency. And oh, openness. I did take the quiz. God, yeah. I was like, that was a long time ago. I remember <laughs> the, that quiz. The quiz still lives. <laughs> okay. But it measures things and it's really hard to trick, you know. Um, but even if somebody did have certain scores, like it's not like you're kicked out of the club or anything. It's just about a group where everybody can be super real with each other, support each other. Um, the idea of it is to have a place where you could you know, get out your tax statements and go through them with each other. And there's just that much trust there. So we had our first meeting and then we had our second one recently. And there were a lot more people missed the first one. I didn't want to like keep reminding everybody, Hey, this is coming up and like make it this super hard press thing. So, uh, but it was cool seeing like, I think 10 of 12 of us, you know, showed up to the second one and, there was no, there's a, you have to have a little bit of structure, but didn't want too much structure. Like, I don't, this isn't Derek's agenda for this, right? So we went around, like shared a little bit, started talking. We did the last one in a really cool gym. Uh, my friend Francesca works for a nonprofit. They're called ABC. Anybody can, uh, it's like a boxing youth, uh, nonprofit foundation. Really, really cool. They just opened up a new location. Nice. So we, yeah, we met there and we're going to do it again there. Cause it's also cool to have like punching bags and have this like <laughs> brand new boxing gym feel Should to I it. Should I bring my sound healing in, uh, instruments? And you, you could <laughs> do actually. A little meditation for us before would or after. love that. Yeah. One, one girl just started a, a meditation app mm-hmm. in there, but it's, mm-hmm. so it's this mix of people that, that. Yeah, some are, you know, working in corporate jobs, some are super entrepreneurial. There's kind of this this mix. But when we were out at the end, I was like, hey, I just, I'm curious, you know, what would you guys like to see out of this or what did you get out of this? You know, to, to have some semblance of making sure it's time well spent. And the first guy said like two or three sentences and some version of this was really fun. You guys are all very inspiring, like good people. It was just really, really genuine. And... It was generative as well as of ideas, right? Because there isn't this blueprint for some of the things that some of us want to figure out, but we all have these different life experiences. And so being in a, a place where there's, um, we'll call it psychological safety. I borrowed that term from, <laughs> I, I totally stole that from this guy named John Berghoff, but I, I love that term, right? Creating a safe space. Um, that's what it was. So you're welcome to join us. We meet okay. once a month. Okay. Let we, me know when the next one is and I'll... Yeah. Absolutely. But it, it's like, yeah, there isn't a, a, there's things that other we could borrow from people and kind of figure it out. We talked about, you know, combining life and work and all these things. Uh, but it's good to have good people around. So Exactly. I think it's key. It's important too, it's to yeah. have that support. So I'm excited to cool. see what's going on there. I set those expectations <laughs> really high. No, it'll be, it'll be fun to have you. I think you'll like the rest of the people in there too. They're all really good people. 
Awesome. Okay. Thank um, you. You're you're welcome. So you've been just really, you know, sitting down and staring at the sky and saying, "Give me the answers." As you. <laughs> As you work on it, um, I think you said you want to talk about some things that are coming up. Is that what I heard? I do. Let me just make sure. I'm going to look at my little list here. And yeah. I think we covered everything um, for 2022, except I did want to make a little special invite since we were speaking about your Thanksgiving um, sound mm. healing <laughs> experience <laughs> last year. I do have two holiday experiences coming up. One is the day after Thanksgiving. It's a sound bath. And then a Christmas Eve sound bath. So last year I only did one holiday experience and that was the Thanksgiving, which it sold out and I had to do two sessions back to back. The cool thing about this one is I'm doing it at a, a, a huge studio, much probably three times as big as the studio last year. So I'm going to do one session the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Get all your shopping in, do your thing. You'll be, sh- you know, probably hopefully not too stressed, but you may run into some traffic and feel a little uptight and unwind from the day and come share your evening. I would love to see you there, <laughs> whatever condition you decide to show up. <laughs> and then Christmas Eve, uh, I think it's a special way. You know, it's really cool because there's so many people that are visiting friends and family in San Diego and want to show, you know, their people a unique experience and what better way to do it than the sound healing experience. And the great thing is it's accessible to pretty much anyone. If you're, you know, at least these sound healing sessions for the holiday sessions, you have to at least be able to leave the house and come into the studio and, but even if you can't lay down comfortably on the floor, like I've brought chairs in for people and hmm. you can prop your legs up, you know, if you have any kind of physical ailments or situations to where, you know, you don't have to lay down in a sound bath. You can stay in a seated meditation, whether it's in a chair or on a yoga mat. You don't have to have props to come to these. You can borrow them from the studio. And I like to make it, you know, accessible. You don't have to, in the sound baths, you don't have to stretch your body. It's just full body relaxation. Give your moment, give yourself a moment to unplug and and be there with your breath. And you're very accommodating. Yeah. I know that <laughs> for sure. Because the first time I was like, what do I do? And you're just, you're so good and very in tune with what people need and um, how to help them feel comfortable. And yeah, I definitely time traveled last time. I remember <laughs> traveling through different dimensions and talking to what looked like the Anubis God from Egypt. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. oh, I had a grand, oh I had a super cool time. Yeah, it was like a... Wow. I mean, the next day when I woke up in the morning, I wrote something like eight pages straight. Like I'm a regular journaler, but usually it's a couple pages, maybe three or four if I'm feeling frisky. And it was eight nonstop, just like all this stuff just came out. It was so cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think, I don't know if anybody else time travels, but that's uh, that a regular experience you get out of there. Uh, no, I just, I hear <laughs> so many different stories, you know, from people having, and I think actually at that sound bath I had that you were at last Thanksgiving, an older woman who had been suffering from some knee issues, I think she had some knee surgery recently, approached me after and said she felt like heat, like physical sensations, tingling, mm. and a lightness and was able to get up and crawl, because she was having a hard time getting down on the yoga mat and sit down, but she got up afterwards and was like, I don't know what just happened there, but I'm not feeling the pain in my knees anymore. From just like I, like me, had you know that emotional release to interesting places where they go or memories or some people see colors it's there's a lot of colors yeah there are well, so many colors <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> but yeah, i mean even you know yeah there's just so many ways to experience it whether it's you know a healing dose of mushrooms or <laughs> coming in you know then without the mushrooms without too the mushrooms, it's great you know. both ways by the way <laughs> yeah not to don't take away have, have you ever heard of combo k-a-m-b-o 
It's a it's a frog poison essentially, but it's a, oh, a peptide. Okay. Yeah, you're going. Oh, okay. <laughs> so as you were talking about this lady with her knees, mm. it's uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty intense experience. But they extract it from these Amazonian frogs, and it's a, it's a poison. They burn holes. I, so I did this. I did this a few months ago. They burn holes in different parts of your body depending on what you're working to get out of it. So your arm or your back or whatever. And they do it's with a shaman. So there's like a process and they don't sometimes it's just one hole for somebody, whatever. So it just depends on how much you're ready to receive that day. But part of the experience was really neat is when I felt the, like the peptides, you know, like calling it poison, like, Oh, I consume poison sounds kind of ridiculous. So we'll just go with the word medicine or peptide. That's what, you know, sounds a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just rushing through my body and you, I mean, I felt like really euphoric for a moment. And then I was like, this is crazy. And he, I think he was having as much fun with me as I was having with it, you know, cause it's like <laughs> really just kind of like, all right, here we go. Um, but there, there were certain parts of my, my body, like my, uh, elbows where I'd been having these tingly sensations and I did it for a bunch of other reasons, but some things came up that I wasn't really thinking about and didn't feedback to hear that a little bit. A little bit? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, survive. I've kind of been hearing that. I, really? Yeah. Okay. I've been totally tuned it out, I guess. So, uh, but there's part where, so like my fingers, if I laid in a certain spot or sat a certain way, you know, you'd get that like tingly feeling. I'm going, okay, I'm way too young to be having circulation issues. And while I was there, once the the peptides were going through, he called it scanning my body. Um, I felt it in those exact same spots, like from my elbow to my fingers. And he described it as the medicine, like finding bad cells and eliminating them, attacking them. I have not felt that sense, like in terms of the tingliness or the bad circulation. So whatever was in there, like it just eliminated it, right? Cleaned it out. And when you're talking about this, it it really made me pull this image of, you know, you've mentioned the sound like vibrating through your body and all the water, you know, that we're made up of. Like if you have toxic garbage we carry so many people carry so much with them like emotionally but physically Mm -hmm. uh that the vibrations you know is it going in there is it like breaking up these cells is it when we say release you know is it is it eliminating pushing out some of this gunk or garbage that we've had trapped in our mind and our body and and that manifests in a physical way Mm -hmm knee pain, shoulder pain, headaches, whatever that is. So it seems like a really powerful experience for someone to come and get to sit with you. Absolutely. (laughs) All the way down to the cellular level. (laughs) And I know it's kind of circling back to you wanting to know more about the science and research. But as I said, I, you know, don't feel comfortable confidently speaking about all of the science behind it. It can be very detailed, but I have some amazing resources. So I'll definitely be sure to provide the, the links and the books that I've accumulated and think that it would be worth checking out for anyone that's interested in learning more about what's actually happening. I think there's so much unknown too, as well. I mean, there's, there's experiences that are, you just, it's hard to explain, you know, that like mine, it's, I mean, I don't know what the science is behind that. I, I, I don't, I can't tell you that I've read anything that was like, oh yeah, that explains that definitely. Cause there's just some things that maybe aren't 
meant to be scientifically explained. And that might be hard for those people who are very science-based believers, you know. But there is, I think, enough science and research out there for the non-believer to maybe think twice about it. Yeah, I think I think people should. And they're probably more likely to come to your sound bath than they would be to have holes burn in their arm and poison put in them. <laughs> so there's levels to this, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. I would I would say your experience is much more pleasurable. <laughs> I'm gonna turn the page. Yeah, go for it. We I'm got we have page pages. To... We got multiple pages. I'm awesome. Gonna, I'm gonna turn the page to twenty twenty three. Okay. <laughs> but I also kind of wanted to um to kind of wrap up the 2022 conversation before I talk about all of the exciting things coming up in 2023 and talk about a couple of my biggest challenges being an entrepreneur in 2022. (laughs) I thought that would be fun to share. And one is staying disciplined with self-care when there seems to be an endless list of tasks to handle. And I, you know, because I'm self-care is huge for me and it was much easier to stay disciplined when I had a nine to five job or nine to six job. Um, but now it's like, you know, when I first started this entrepreneurial journey, it was like every Sunday, that's my day off. That's going to be when I unplug and I allow myself to rejuvenate what I've found, especially now that I'm on this YouTube journey, that's a whole other, you know, layer of work is how do I fit it all in, you know, and often events or something will come up on a Sunday, which is supposed to be my day off where I'm like, I have to handle that. So then I have to rework my schedule. And what I'm finding is the weeks that I slack on my day of self-care, I can feel it. I like my body feels drained. I feel depleted. And I, I'm not there a hundred percent and I don't, and it's, I don't like that, you know, because I need to be there holding space for people and, and, uh, in my most healthiest, um, most healthiest way, <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah, that's been a big challenge for me is staying disciplined with my self care. Um, what's, what's your self care look like? What's your routine, your day? What, what's in the, what's on the list of your self care? Most importantly is just to unplug from social media because that's a huge uh, part of my business and any digital work emails and scheduling it's I have to pull myself away from my desk and go out in nature as <laughs> the most healing form of self-care for me whether it's a hike whether it's go to the beach just go out for a walk and feel the the fresh air on my skin it may be reading a book but just getting away from all of the the tasks that <laughs> are there waiting for me to handle is uh, kind of my most you know uh, beneficial way of self care. But I also love to get a massage. It feels really good for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love having massages. Um, self care is also meditation for me. I can you know even in the midst of a very busy work week, take five minutes. 15 minutes to recharge by calming the mental chatter and either playing a, you know, a crystal bowl for myself and doing a meditation. Um, exercise helps me. It's, you know, definitely a a very uh, important part of my, (laughs) my daily regimen or at least, you know, three to four times a week, some kind of, you know, just movement of the body 
daily. You know, it's, I can't always fit in a 60 or 90 minute yin yoga session. So in the middle of a, a busy work day or on my day off, I'll definitely sit down and do a few nice deep stretching postures or go for a walk or run. Those are my main self-care regimens. <laughs> what you got me thinking about, uh, we've talked about like, uh, where we're at. I don't like to use the word getting older or the phrase getting older. Like in other cultures, they say, how many years do you have? Or like how many rotations around the sun? Like all these much more attractive ways of talking <laughs> about age. Um, but it's gotta be pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, in SoCal in general, I've had a lot of conversations about the dating world and like being an entrepreneur or even living in the corporate world. But what's What's your take on dating right now? As run, you know, like <laughs> you're like what the? When Wait, it, I was going to tell you number two of my biggest challenges. Oh, is that on the list? Is dating on there? <laughs> you're like actually, <laughs> we're turning a corner here. Oh. We'll go back to that to dating. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> ZSB has basically been my focus, and um, uh-huh. yeah, there's been some dating here and there, but it's um, it's interesting because. Um, takes a person who is um, can weave themselves into this type of lifestyle where there's a big focus and the energy level that goes into pouring my heart and soul into caring for people. I've committed my life to being of service, but it's also important for me to to share my life with someone. Um, and you know, I, I want to to share that to share the journey. And um, as of right now, this this one year anniversary of ZSB, it has pretty much been focused on. CSB. <laughs> There's not been a lot of dating. There's been some here and there, mm-hmm. which is okay. You know, it's, I'm here. <laughs> I just, I think it's uh, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, it's really interesting when you talk about, you said the energy or the commitment to it. It takes, I've seen people that have been married, like multiple people married for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You know, their marriage has come to an end in the last couple of years as people have got uh, put more emphasis on what they you know personally would like to get out of life and noticing that one person's dream is is different than the other person's dream and they hadn't spent enough time thinking about it or sharing that and so one of the the things i think is really neat is you you're very much living your your dream and your vision right now and then uh like in my experience you know, there, there's also like, there's the kid factor. There's people have kids already. They don't have kids, but the time, like the time is the one thing I had someone <laughs> a couple of days ago tell me, you know, what they say. They said, are you sure you have time to date? Like, it just seems like you have a lot going on. I'm like, yeah, this has been me for a long time though. You know? So I, I have, I have time, you know, it's up to the other person to decide if that's enough time for them or not. Yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're just we're we're gonna get off the dating topic Next then. Subject, we're just please. okay. Uh oh. Uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uh. Oh, I mean, it, it's also just from talking to a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, it's like one of the biggest challenges for them, whether they're in a relationship or not in a relationship, is uh, how to how to find someone. There's this book called Detached, which is really good, and it talks about adult attachment. Um, styles and it just takes child attachment styles and relates it to adults. It says that there's the secure attached person that's like, you know, if you don't respond to them in a text message right away or you're like, hey, I'm 
doing this podcast. It might take three hours. Like they're not freaking out, right? They're just, they're fine. Like, okay, that person's going off to do that. But then there's like the anxious attachment style, which is like, oh, they haven't responded. I wonder what they're thinking. And, and, and it doesn't say that any of them are good or bad. It's just about understanding what someone's like style is so that you can have effective communication and, and work through these things. Then there's the avoidant, which is like the person that kind of plays games, like, you know, maybe purposely not respond for like power in a relationship or whatever it is, like all this other stuff, or just kind of avoids problems in general or any kind of perceived conflict or it's just like a cat, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) uh, They just come and go as they please. And then there's the like anxious avoidant, which is really tough because sometimes they're like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And then there's, but there also can be avoidant. So they're like a, like a puppy cat, I guess, since we're using animal analogies <laughs> now. But being an entrepreneur, it's it's like uh, really, I think, challenging for a lot of people because if you have someone that is, you know, that anxious attachment style and you have things you're working on, like they have to be very understanding. You also have to be good at communicating with them. Like, hey, I'm working on this. This is really important um, to give them peace of mind, right, to have that good communication. If you have someone that's avoidant, and then like you only have so much time to spend because you have a project coming up, you're traveling for this event and they decide they want to come around at the time you're leaving. Well, now you've, you've also impacted that time. So I think it's a really, it's really important to understand other people like That's very, amazing. very well when it comes to, you know, building your dream and, and dating. Talk a lot about dating. Have like, <laughs> I had some guys here last week and, and we did a, a couple hours on a podcast and then we barbecued afterwards. And I think we spent like seven hours together. And so a huge segment. It was just talking about in your 30s and early 40s and dating and relationships and the state of things and entrepreneurship. And it's a hot topic. Be Maybe sure we'll, to listen to that. You want to yeah, hear oh, more about relationships? I, yeah, I don't think we even <laughs> talked about it on the podcast. Maybe oh, we did, okay. but it was more like afterwards, oh, like okay, barbecue okay. stuff. But it's, uh, it's, it's impressive, like what you're building. And so there's all these different components of life that get woven into it. Maybe we'll Absolutely. talk about it at the generator meeting. Oh, yeah. I but, like that. <laughs> uh, so dating was not on your list of challenges, but no. we invited it in there anyways. What else is on your list of challenges? Well, I, just, I do want to say one last <laughs> oh, thing to, yeah. to wrap up the dating thing is that yeah. I, I do. I, there have been phases in my life where I feel like being in a relationship was was imp- like number one important and pursuing that and uh, I where I'm at in, in my phase of life right now is trusting that I'm right where I'm supposed to be um, though I'm not in a relationship um, and being okay with dating happening when it's supposed to happen mm. and right now I feel like my attention is supposed to be given to ZSB and the right person will come into my life at the right time and it will flow seamlessly i i truly believe that and feel good about that so it's a good place to be we just put everybody on notice that you're single (laughs) well we're talking about (laughs) dating i mean come on i think when you brought this up it was all right you hear that eligible bachelorette is that the right term all right okay we'll go we'll go off did you say bachelorette Bachelorette. what's the term when you say Bachelor. bachelor is it for guy and girls Bachelor is the guy. Bachelorette yeah. is the girl. Oh, I was saying you. Right, now yeah, you got me. You're oh, oh, you're saying I am. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm not the we'll <laughs> eligible we'll bachelor. Say woman. How about that? A wonderful human being. So. <laughs> oh, well, thank Excellent. you. Excellent. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, next on your list of challenges. Next? Oh, <laughs> I mean, we, you want to keep going? Oh, we can, well, I could talk about of, dating all day if you want. It was <laughs> learning to take life as it is <laughs> and as it unfolds, accept <laughs> it. And the reason why I say that is... Um, 
like most recently what I'm learning as I'm dealing with these um, larger events, um, in particular the, the destination management company that I've mentioned a couple times, as I've been hired to, uh, one, I, I went out to Palm Desert and um, did a retreat for, or I was part of a retreat. It was like a corporate company who bought the resort out for a week, and they hired different um, teachers, practitioners, healers to come in and be part of their retreat. And so um, this one in particular was around 300 people that had signed up for the yin yoga and sound healing session, which was really cool. And, um, and then the other one was, um, for the, that event that I had mentioned, um, earlier, the, um, real estate and investor conference at the, uh, Hilton Bayfront down, uh, downtown San Diego. Well, what I'm finding is there are many things that are often out of my control and also a wellness event that I did recently and things are going to happen. It's, I feel like when I teach classes, either, you know, private sessions or studio classes, it's a little more, uh, I don't know, not necessarily controlled, but it just seems like there's less, um, not it's design not flaws. Not necessarily chaos, but yeah, design yeah. flaws. <laughs> you get to design it in a way that... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, when you're involving so many people and you're also now on a sound system using AV and, you know, microphones and all these things that I'm not using in a studio, or, you know, yoga studio, generally speaking, when it's a small studio or, you know, private session, that things can happen. There can be technical difficulties, microphones going out, static, screeching sounds, late, you know, people showing up late to set up and it's like, ah, and I'm responsible for holding this place of peace and calm for people. It's a healing space that I'm providing for people. Well, if I'm not in my Zen and I al allow those outside circumstances to disturb my inner peace, you know, it can add a stress level before I'm teaching. And I've had this happen to me a couple times recently where I'm like, oh, it's definitely checked me. And as I processed the experience after and reflected on it, I'm like, I felt stressed out teaching that class. I don't like being in that space. I can't teach a healing, peaceful, calming class when I'm not in the Zen <laughs> state of mind, you know? <laughs> so that's been, you know, a huge challenge for me is understanding um, that things are going to happen and to allow it to flow and to learn how to not let my inner peace or that place be disturbed by these outside circumstances. I can't control everything and, um, and also know how to kind of better prepare for it. Like make sure I'm, I communicate, communicate better with whoever I'm partnering with on the things that I need to make sure. I mean, I do, I've done the best that I can to say, Hey, we need to set up at this time. I need a B and C, but I need to really communicate a little bit louder and kind of put my foot down and say, this is what actually needs to happen because I want the experience to be you know, this way and just try a little bit better. <laughs> I don't know. So it's kind of figuring all of that out has been a, a big challenge for me in, in this space. Yeah. And it's people on the other end of it, right? That's, there's a guy I mentioned him earlier, the psych, the guy I borrowed psychological safety from. Um, I borrowed a lot of stuff from him because I, I got to spend some good time with him back in 2018, 19. And he was, he still does do a lot of like group facilitation training. We might have talked about his organization called Exchange too. I think so. I do remember. Yeah. So, I mean, he is a master when it comes to facilitating groups. Mm -hmm. And one thing I learned from him, and it, it took me a bit to, I think, develop it in a way where it doesn't feel like when you try something new and there's some tension around it or some nervousness. I think the phrase he used is called as ifing. And it's a, it's kind of the opposite of what 
we do naturally for the most part. And that's when something weird is happening or something's broken. A lot of times I'll see an MC or whoever try to like work past it. Right. Or a speaker is like tries to ignore the giant thing. Like there's a fire in the corner and he's like, Hey everybody, like I'm in the middle of talking. So we're just going to ignore the fire, but he doesn't say anything about the fire. Everybody's just trying to ignore. So you can feel the tension. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And the as ifing is, is basically, I, I just took it as acknowledging it. And I have found like I still do a fair amount of Zoom. Uh, like actually, I've done in-person stuff too, like workshops, things like that. Um, but something always goes wrong. Like it just it doesn't seem like there's ever such thing as like a perfect, flawless, especially if you're going to do it for a few hours. And it's about uh, I have found humor makes t- like takes a takes it away from me. Like I don't feel really stressed about it. Everybody gets a chuckle out of it. Maybe not everybody has the the humor bone, but it's literally just taking a moment to acknowledge it, the yes. weirdness, the yes. whatever, and then you're right back on course. And people aren't thinking about it, too, because you've addressed it. I I think of it as uh, there's that guy, the bubble pirate, you know, that goes down to the park and, like, blows all the bubbles, right? Yes. So if you can picture, like, blowing bubbles, I think the you can look at a group facilitation as, you know, there's the bubbles are, like, uh, tension or thoughts that people have when I think of an audience, like they have all these bubbles that are going up in the air. Some of them are really great. Some of them are maybe more weirdness or things going wrong. And I just want to pop the bubble. And once I pop it, it dissipates. There's no, yeah, there's no like <laughs> negative emotion around yeah. it. And you get to move forward and have fun. That. That's a great, great tip and advice <laughs> as well. And actually, that's something that I was having a conversation with a friend too, of just kind of acknowledging, acknowledging the things and... Yeah, <laughs> it's all learning, but I love that. I, I'm definitely going to keep that in the back of my mind as I move forward and you know prepare for, for future events, too. So thank you. Oh, you're, yeah, you're welcome. You're <laughs> good. I feel like, feel like you're already, probably already a pro at it. So no, um, <laughs> how are we doing on your list? Okay. <laughs> Exciting things for 2023? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, one thing that has been on the radar for ZSB for since the beginning, since 2017, is retreats. Hmm. I've wanted to get into retreats, um, and I have known that the right opportunity would come at the right time. I was not expecting there to be three retreats (laughs) coming up in 2023 for ZSV, and these have just all evolved within just a couple of months ago. Now, these aren't retreats that I am leading, but they are retreats that I have been invited to be a part of, which is really cool for me because it's a way that I can kind of dip my toe in, partner with um, other amazing organizations and share my gifts with whoever decides they want to come. Mm-hmm. Number one is um, Made for Joy. I'm partnering with, his name is Jack Abbott, who's the founder of this organization. And this retreat is going to be a week in La Paz, which I've never been before. But from what I've seen of the resort, it looks absolutely gorgeous. It's beachfront and all of the details are being put together. It's kind of happening last minute. He had this retreat planned since a couple years ago before the pandemic. It's been pushed back a couple times for obvious reasons, right? but it is February the 15th, so it's just around the corner. Mm. The landing page is just being finished up right now. And as I said, all of the details as well. So um, I will... Where's yes. La Paz at? It's in Baja, Mexico. 
Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. I haven't gone across the border much. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. Like, I, I'm, I, I wasn't even familiar either until uh, I was invited to do I, this. You're like, isn't the I'm saying I'm it like, kind of questioning amazing. because I'm yeah. like, Mexico? I always get confused of like where, what part of what's Baja, but I'm pretty sure it's considered mm. to be Baja, Mexico. Okay. Um, from, uh, I mean, it, it sold me just to, you know, be part of it whenever he invited me and I looked at the resort and the kind of basic outline of uh, the retreat that he shared with me that hasn't been published quite yet. Um, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to be a part of that. So I will be teaching classes there. I haven't even decided yet how involved I'm going to be. I'll definitely be there. Uh, but as far as involved, like with, I'll be doing some private sessions for people who want yin yoga. I'm going to bring a couple instruments. It's a little challenging to, to travel with all of my instruments, but there will be amazing, um, there will be another amazing sound healer that lives there in the area. She will be definitely doing sound, a uh, sound bath. And then another musician that's coming in and a few other healers, practitioners. And it's uh, basically focused on this made for joy um, company focuses on finding that inner peace, that joy as well. So it's perfectly aligned with my mission with mm. CSB. So that's the first retreat. And then the other two are going to be at Rancho La Porta, Deborah's place that I told you about. Mm. And that's just across the border. Um, I mean, you can just drive across here from San Diego and I believe it's like an hour away. It's not far at all. I am going to be a guest teacher there in May and October. So it's nice that I get to go stay a week there. Um, and the first, the one in May is May 20th. And then October is October 14th. And I will be there as well, teaching both yin yoga and doing sound healing. So that's exciting. And I'm just going to be a guest teacher there. I'm not leading the retreat, but it's that, that place, Rancho La Porta is on 4,000 acres of land. So there's beautiful hiking trails. It's at the bottom of a, a sacred mountain and um, they have their own farm there. So organic meals are provided as part of the retreat. And I'm not exactly sure, but I think you can like sign up for maybe a three day stay, five day stay, 10 day stay. I don't know their packages. So you would have to go onto the Rancho La Porta website to learn more about that. But I knew, know that it is from what I've heard anyway, a very luxurious place to stay. So I'm excited to feel honored to have been invited there as a guest teacher. <laughs> that, I mean, that sounds amazing too. And you, I, I know as soon as you say across the border too, I was actually having this conversation with someone this morning about going across the border. And I, I thought they were serious. They said, Hey, let's just go down to Mexico and get some tacos. And I was telling them like, I've actually never been to Tijuana. Oh, I've gone to, yeah, see, that's like a common response. <laughs> And especially people that live outside the area don't understand how simple it is to go back and forth. You want to have timing and a few other things. But like I've gone to Ensenada down the coast, really, really beautiful. But I I guess maybe it's because of the news or media. And there have been some interesting things there lately where people sometimes have a sense of like fear going across the border into that part of Mexico. I mean, I know one thing that happened recently. This was a couple months ago. Uh, maybe it was last month where they had a month before last UFC San Diego. It was like that weekend. And there were a lot of Mexican fighters since we were close to Mexico. The UFC like made a big deal out of bringing in like high level Mexican fighters so people could travel, you know, right across. Uh, but that was the weekend where the cartel, like they had locked up the, this cartel member and the cartel took over quote unquote Tijuana where they like took these cars and, lit them on fire and basically gave the whole area of Tijuana a curfew. So things like that kind of scare people, but nobody was hurt. There was nothing going on. It was more of a statement and it was specifically in Tijuana. People don't realize, I think that 
in terms of the rest of Mexico, like going around, and I don't want to say anything bad about Tijuana. It's, you know, I've heard it's beautiful. A lot of people go there, but it is a really, I would say my, my experience there, I felt totally safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of tourists. There's, especially going down the coast, you're talking about these resorts. Like, it's such a beautiful country and like beautiful people. Everyone's yes. so friendly. I love it. <laughs> uh, like, I'm kind of an off the beaten path guy. So, last time a friend of mine told me about this place, I could, I would have to think of the name of it, but we were way outside of like where a tourist spot was. And we were in a spot where, a lot of people in Mexico go for their vacation, mm-hmm. like way out in this spot. And so I really didn't see any other American tourists on this thing we were going. And some of the people were very surprised to see me and, and who we were with. And um, yeah, it was just, it was so cool. And it was so welcoming. I found this like big, beautiful cliff. And it was like, you pay a couple of pesos to like drive. It's just, man, the country <laughs> itself is so beautiful. So, so it is very special. Yeah. So I'm excited for you. And also Thank the location. You. One is it's really close to where we're at, which makes it beautiful, but it's a destination yeah. at the same time. Exactly. That's fantastic. Thank you. I'm excited for yeah. that. I hope some people will join me. <laughs> yes. Let's get them there. How do you know how many spots are available at each one or... No. I don't know. You're like, Derek, stop Not asking right me for now. all these details, man. <laughs> I, I don't have the research. I don't know how many people can come. Uh, Just go to the website later. Exactly. Thank you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> There's plenty of space, though, as far as I know, for for these retreats. But cool. we shall see. Yeah. Okay. How's your list doing? Okay. Let's see. You're like what do we uh, have here? good old St. Nicholas. Just a, a few more things that we could sure. cover here that are exciting for 2023. Yeah. Rolling out, as I mentioned, the yin trainings. What I plan for 2023 are two sets in the spring and in the fall. The spring in 2023, I am rolling out level two yin teacher training, which is come by many requests of the students who have attended the foundations training in 2020 two and the last couple of years as well, which is really exciting for me because this one is definitely going to be focused more on people who want to become teachers. So foundations mm. will be level one. This is the first weekend in March and it will be at booty yoga in La Jolla. That's uh, not B O O T Y. That's B U D D H I, right? Correct. Yes. Booty. <laughs> booty right. For summer, I was like, wait, what yoga? <laughs> Yeah, so that's going to be the first weekend in March, and then this will be the first time ever that the following weekend you can level up by taking a level two training. And this one will be focused more on how to sequence a yin yoga class, how to kind of cue, creative inspiration. By the time you walk away from the training, you will be able to teach, whether it's you're just teaching your family and friends, or if you actually want to go out and you know teach a class at a studio or, or elsewhere. So I'm really excited. I'm actively working on finalizing all the details of the curriculum. I'm also, this weekend, I finished going through the first draft of edits for the manuals. So this will be kind of the first foundations course. There's a manual that's I've been using now for quite some time. And the second one's going to be more workbook style. So you'll be filling in kind of the blanks, creating your own sequences. There'll be a lot of hands-on practice as well. So it will be, if, if you've been an active teacher and you're really wanting to learn how to 
um, to teach you in yoga specifically. Um, it's you, it is uh, the prerequisite is level one. So you'll have to take the level one training as well as the level two. And it's also, so level one has sound healing 101 training where Kate, my assistant handles that part. And then I'm bringing her again for the level two training. So it will be sound healing 102. You'll learn how not only to play the instruments and kind of more of the science behind it, but also how to incorporate the sound healing instruments into a class if you decide you want to teach yin and play the instruments at the same time and um, for that one as well you'll have hands-on practice not only with me but also with the classmates and then as part of level two post training you'll have the opportunity to apprentice to be my apprentice at two of my classes that's pretty cool. I see what you've done here, too. You've also, it sounds like Kate's in charge of the research. Kate, you need to know the research. <laughs> yes, she does. She's handling all of that. Yes, thank you, because my focus is yin yoga. You know, I'm like, okay, I know the science is there, but to talk about it right now, I need to bring Kate in on the, the that's, podcast. <laughs> that's actually, I mean, that's, well, yeah, of course, definitely. She yeah. could totally come. But I mean, that's actually really smart to have, you know, like to save our own like energy and like to give focus to certain things, to have people around you to be able to, to do that. Do you find that you have, or people in general with, with any type of, of yoga training, like teacher training, that sometimes people who maybe they don't have a desire to even teach anybody else, like a friend or family member, but do people do it just to enhance their yoga skills? The trainings? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's kind of what I was saying about the foundations course yeah. is um, the, the level one, which is uh -huh. foundations. It's 50% of my students who just practice with me regularly who want to deepen their practice, deepen their understanding, because it's also anatomy 101, and anatomy yeah. and yoga are intimately linked. So anyone wanting to learn more about how their body works, functional anatomy, um, can attend the training as well. You don't have to necessarily want to become a teacher or be an active teacher. So if you thought, you know, anatomy was not your jam in high school or college, <laughs> you can come have some fun with it. And exactly. maybe when you're having fun, it'll stick a little better, too. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I, I really like about these trainings, too, is, is figuring out ways to make it fun, creative, and interesting for people. It has to be interesting to learn. Like, learning can be really fun. Mm -hmm. So I have dances and toys that we play with. and. <laughs> The okay. manuals are interesting and, and just designing. Like, I'm so excited as I'm finalizing level two. I'm realizing, God, this is my jam. I love this. I love creating these trainings and figuring out ways to, to share this with people and to keep them interested and wanting to learn and grow and expand their knowledge as well about the practice. So you are cool. very creative. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You're welcome. Uh, what else we got? Anyway? All right. Let's so keep going down the checklist. Yeah, so then the, uh, I only, the, I think this is kind of the last thing other than, uh -huh. um, well, maybe two more things I have, what I've started, I, I launched a couple months ago and I'm going to continue this into the, to the next year into 2023 is a once a month full body deep stretch class. And I'm not calling this yin yoga per se, because what I've found is that some people hear the word yin yoga and it's like, for those who are not yogis, um, it may deter some people, right? But majority of people want to stretch at some point in their life anyway, to feel better, to create a little more space, to release tension from the body, to become more flexible, to become more mobile. So this once a month full body deep stretch class with sound healing is on the last Monday of every month. And it's an opportunity to become more flexible, to become more mobile. And it's kind of like I'm creating a space for people to devote at least once a month to their self-care. <laughs> you can do like, if you can't do it once a week, once a month, 
a full body deep stretch. 90 minutes sounds maybe a little intimidating for some people, but once you practice this slow therapeutic style of stretching, you realize, wow, I hear it from, because there's so many people that will attend my classes that have never experienced Ian yoga, this slow, deep stretching that are like, that was 75 minutes or that was 90 minutes. What? Mm. That flew by. Same goes for sound baths. I think you even said that. Like, what? 60 minutes just went by? That might sound terrifying to some people. I can't lay down and meditate or receive sound healing or stretch for 90 minutes. And then it's like, what? The time just flies. Yeah. So anyway, that full body deep stretch classes is something I'm excited about. And I hope you know, people will join me and it's beginner level. You don't, it's all levels. That's the great thing is if you're, if you've never done it before, you don't have to be flexible. And that's one thing I hear this again and again, (laughs) people are intimidated to come try the class because that's the first thing I hear if you never, but I need to get in shape first. I need to stretch out first. I'm like, no, that's the point of the class. You don't have to be flexible. It doesn't matter what you look like. The least important thing is what you look like when you're in one of these postures. We use props to help support the bones so you can fully relax into it. And everyone's bone structure is different. So you don't have to do the splits. You don't even have to be close to doing the splits. <laughs> and um yeah i just i want to create a space where people feel okay and comfortable enough to to try it no matter where you are in the journey even if you've earned it you know an advanced yogi and you can do the jump splits it's not all about the physical aspect maybe you're super flexible already and you're like i don't need to become more flexible well maybe energetically mentally emotionally this practice has something for you hmm. yeah that's been an old i mean i i got in the fitness industry when i was about 19 or 20 and that was when I first started hearing people, and it blew my mind at that age. I'm like, what do you mean you have to get in shape before you go to the gym? <laughs> like, that's what you do at the gym. But they were so concerned about, you know, what am I going to look like to others? And I want to, you know, be able to participate. But so anybody can participate. Yes. That's anybody. pretty neat. Pretty much now, anybody. I mean, for the most part, if you, you know, want to come to the studio. But there are some cases where it's not necessarily for everyone. Not everything is for everyone, right? But, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is accessible for a good majority of people. And it's always nice to check things out if you have situations going on and maybe it's not a good practice for you right now. Maybe sometime later on down the road, it's something for you to explore. And and where will this be? The once-a-month practice full-body deep stretch is at Booty Yoga. Okay. So I'm doing a lot of my classes there nowadays. And, um, it's also like right around the corner, isn't right it? Right here yeah. in La Jolla. Yeah, down I walk La Jolla. by the sign a lot. I should just walk upstairs, I think. You should definitely okay. come. I'm there on Tuesdays, every Tuesday at 1215. That's a midday reset. That's a 75-minute yin yoga and sound healing class. And then the once-a-month full-body deep stretch, that 90-minute class, is a Monday evening, the last Monday of every month. So the next one will be on Halloween. You can come in your Halloween costume if you want. Okay. Halloween deep stretch. <laughs> I like it. Do yeah. you... Uh, I think you actually know Sydney Erbst. She's an acupuncturist or she's just finishing acupuncture school. She sub teaches at that yoga spot. I think one time we were all walking or I was walking or she was walking. So either you and me or me and her and we like ran into each other. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. She's just finishing acupuncture school, but uh, I know she subs over there sometimes and she does. She'll sometimes do like the ear, what are they called? Ear seeds? Oh, yeah. Or whatever yeah. after. Yeah. yeah. So I partnered actually with an acupuncturist to do a yin and sound healing, and the acupuncturist went around and did the seed treatment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a chakra experience. So. See, that seems cool. 
Cool. Yeah. Okay. Got all kind of interesting, creative, and unique experiences. I mean, this is the <laughs> this is the place to be. Got to take care of yourself. And I saw you looking. At I know. I was like, do I have anything else? I just is there anything else on there? <laughs> no. I mean, the last thing is I'm just going to mention YouTube again because that's the project I'm really pouring my heart and soul into right now, and so I'm excited to see what evolves for season two. So I think season one will kind of wrap up. We have it planned for about January, and then we'll carry on. But um, when I hear what people need more of and how I can be of service and um, we'll start to kind of develop the outline for season two of the YouTube channel. So I hear you say seasons, which is pretty neat. Now is that because <laughs> some of them you, you also said like, uh, you know, like deep hip and back. And I, when I hear something like that, those are things that are more timeless, right? Those are videos that someone could use 10 years from now, today, yesterday, now, are the seasons, are those different? Like, are you doing, you mentioned the Kardashians. Now I'm thinking about the Kardashians. <laughs> but are you doing like a like reality style show? Tell me a little bit more about exactly what it what it no, is with the seasons. It's, it's a big experiment, to be honest with you. This okay. I, I was not planning on YouTube being um, in the picture necessarily for ZSV this year. It kind of came mm-hmm. out of left field a few months ago. So I don't have a clear outline of what season two looks like or even what season one looks like because I want to develop the channels around what people actually need. And I don't know mm-hmm. until I put it out there and I start asking. So that's why I'm asking, what what do you need? But um, I mean, I have one. all kinds of ideas, but I don't want to do stuff just because they're my ideas or I think they're amazing you know, for me or assume what people need. So in Till I start receiving feedback, then I'll put out what, what I've learned that people seem to be responding to well in my live studio classes or private sessions, and then grow the channel from there and start to develop kind of the outline for season two. But right now, the combination of sharing lifestyle stuff, you know, the things that I'm involved in, my lifestyle, <laughs> because, you know, ZSB is centered around inspiring healthy lives and I do my best to, to live a healthy lifestyle. So sharing that with the world and then also the things that I'm passionate about, which are the yin yoga and sound healing, and meditation and breath work. I think that's really good. So, so when I, just when I heard seasons, it made me kind of think like, okay, is it going to be like episodic? <laughs> then, you know, some of the work that I do and I've noticed this a lot going back to the the corporate world and I, I do a lot of work with independent contractors and, and people that the relationship is different than you might have when you go to an office and there's some of the like there's a, a stronger bridge I think into people's personal lives with a lot of the work that I do and uh, I, I've noticed in, in places where there were maybe it's just like this everywhere, but I, I get to work with some people in Texas, Florida, California, Canada, right? These are all very culturally different places. Um, in some places like California or Canada, I, I've seen a lot more stress, anxiety, more of an emphasis on some of these things. And I shared the other day with somebody a, a tool that I found and I actually looked on YouTube and the exact same one was still there. And it was a hypnosis, a self-hypnosis, and it's got to be, I think I said it was 13 years old or something, and it's got a lot more views than it has when I, I was using it like 10, 12 years ago or something like that. And it was like my first introduction into like a form of meditation, I guess is what I would call the hypnosis video. And I shared it with this person. I said, well, I can't believe this is still out there just based on some things they were telling me in terms of like uh, de-stressing and not worrying and just relaxing the mind and 
you know, I think for some people there's like confidence that comes from it when you start to get a little more calm, like calm can be very confident. Uh, I, I could imagine like sharing or tuning into even uh, a, a sound healing video around something like that, you know, to, to help people just de-stress a little and relax in general. Like that yes. seems like it'd be super powerful. Absolutely. I have yeah. um, plans for some guided meditations as well okay. coming up on the channel to help calm the mental chatter and help release stress and anxiety. <laughs> and even the, the last two videos uh, or yeah, last two videos, or actually I have one that's going to be released this coming Friday. And I believe the video a couple weeks ago was a five minute um, breath work and meditation to release stress and anxiety, to find that place of inner peace and calm. I think that, you know, just keeping it short and sweet for now is, is something that makes it a little more accessible for people, whatever level, you know, if you've never experienced pranayama or breath work before, it's still something that five minutes isn't too intimidating. You can give, give that a shot, sit down and breathe and take a moment to meditate. And it was like, seven hour meditation videos i'm like that's one incredible <laughs> but two i'm like whoa you know i don't even <laughs> yeah. want to start down that there's an app that i found that's really really cool that uh i'll, I'll try to show you before you leave or, or maybe you've even heard of it it's called indel e-n-d-e-l have you heard no. of it mm -mm. it's it's really kind of cool it makes specific sounds for you based on the time of day the location that you're at like it actually like something to do with the geography i don't know if it's the weather i don't know all the science behind it either uh and there's different options like do you want like a deep focus do you want to meditate do you want to relax do you want a power nap and it's got all these options and it customizes the sound based cool. on your yeah so many cool apps. I mean, it's all <laughs> i'm not a big app person like i was very resistant to using an app because i'd rather just like do my own thing or Go pull up something. Balance YouTube. Exactly. I'd much rather do <laughs> Have you that. subscribed to my channel, by the way? I think I was like one of the first people. The oh, minute okay, you good. sent it to me, I was like, subscribe. So, <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I better have or else I'm in trouble. I am looking forward to all of those subscribers out there to the Zen Soul Balance YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Well, your content is really good. You're, you're really good. So, let's see. We did. I mean, we covered some challenges that you faced um working through just kind of like letting things go trusting the process some of the ins and outs we got into your dating life we have That's covered exciting. a lot <laughs> proud um, of us <laughs> we absolutely have yeah some of the workshops and events you have coming up what to look forward to in the year to come i mean it's only october and we're thinking about 2023 we oh look gosh, at this. my schedule is already almost fully booked for 2023 that's why it's crazy i'm like that's trying to yeah as far as large events you know i mean i'm still figuring yeah. out stuff with private clients and some of the smaller classes but um yeah when i look at my schedule i'm really excited for feels, the new year to come <laughs> feels good to be an adult with things to do places oh, to go people gosh. to meet <laughs> and the beauty of it too is these like these retreats i get to also unwind and enjoy that as well which is exciting that is pretty neat yeah do you how do you i mean so if you want to share i'm kind of curious about your you know your overall vision right you know in a in a perfect world and i know the word perfect is scary <laughs> for some people in your perfect reality you know and how far do you see this like 
reaching? I mean, what, what are all the, is there, are there any components that you kind of have on like a backlist that you want to bring to life or things like that? Or just, how do you see this over the next few years? A multi-sensory healing space sometime Mm. in the future for ZSB. I do feel like it would be very grounding to have a center, Um, but that is, you know, something that I've gone back and forth with on timing wise, you know, of when that should actually evolve. (laughs) And I've, I've, I'm at the place now where I'm okay with being mobile for a while longer. There's a, you know, some pros and cons that go with it. As I said, it can be very labor intensive, just traveling with all of the instruments and moving around a lot, but it's also, you know, it's great because I can reach more people. I have the opportunity to kind of, my branches are, you know, expand, but I see um, there being a space eventually where I'm a little more grounded. And then also to continue that as the team grows to also have people offsite sharing the gift of ZSB and sound healing and meditation and breath work other places. So that will continue. And then also have a place where people can come. And I don't want to share too much about this healing space, but I do have some very creative ideas on, you know, centers that don't exist, at least not here in San Diego. So that is something exciting. Hmm. That we'll maybe talk about on future podcasts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One thing I've always thought would be cool, and I shouldn't say always, but for a while now, for a few years, it's been replaying on my mind is I want this like coffee shop in the center, but just like also like a bookstore library. You, know, mm. you can buy books, you can rent them, check them out, whatever. And then directly to the left of that, like if you're looking out the front of the building, would be a boxing martial arts studio primarily geared towards youth or just like you know kids on the streets like i'm gonna put it in the in the hood somewhere Mm. and uh and then on the right side so again if you're looking at from the front i have like sketches of this already drawn out and all this kind of stuff um this is like the long-term non-profit and it might evolve over time you know things change would be the uh like mental emotional spiritual originally called like a meditation center but i think there's a lot more to that than just that. And that would be on the right side. Yes. So you have this like kind of coffee bookstore as the separator between the combat and violence <laughs> <laughs> and the meditation. And there's a lot of discipline. Yeah, so maybe we should do a little ZSB branch of that too, you know? Can have, and over here is the sound healing, yoga stretching. I think that could be the whole dominant <laughs> side on the, on the uh, uh, healing space. That's a beautiful vision. I love that. I'm excited to see what evolves for you as well. We'll just go kick one of these coffee shops out and <laughs> take it over. <laughs> well, my coffee is empty now, and as is my water. And <laughs> yeah, you you got all uh, juiced up on the goodies today with the lemon water and the extra caffeinated beverage. Was there anything else that you I would like to share? I think we have covered some really good grounds and. Cool. Excited to share this with everyone, and um, yeah, we'll do another session in the future and catch up on all the things. Yeah, seems like you're doing really great, and happy to have you on. Glad you came by. Thank you.